What's up, ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business. My name is Jay. You know, my goal every Tuesday night is to bring you another trade show level business presentation to you wherever you are because your automotive business deserves the latest in transportation and logistics news. And if you're busy, and I know you are, in a minute, I'm going to give the welcome show lineup. If you're watching on demand, you're going to know what to expect. Please do use the clickable video timecode links in the video description below. Use those, skip ahead, share, tell your friends, like. Thanks for watching ATI. We sure do appreciate it. Understanding the dealer sales process to build new business for your company as a vendor. Ty says love the dealer, but are you having trouble communicating with car dealers? Is it you? Or is it your process? To better understand the mind of the car dealer, tonight we're featuring Brian Maxwell with Selling for Success, plus Kyle Disher of Rev Dojo, and the Dealer Boiler Room panel with Ryan Hardigan of Turnover CRM, Tiffany Simonson with Torchlight, and Phil Norling of Guard B Security. Plus, Ty Thompson is in the building, so please do join the live chat, ask your questions, share your thoughts, grow your business, break out of your vertical, because it's Tuesday Nights Live on ATI Auto Business. I'm your host. My name is Jay. Welcome back to the show. What's up, Ecosystem? Welcome back to ATI Auto Business. My name is Jay. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us again on another Tuesday night. We sure do appreciate it. Uh, we want you to feel welcome. Please do feel welcome. This is ATI Auto Business. It is for everybody in automotive, transportation, logistics, dealers, auctions, tech, wholesale, retail. Please do say hello in the live chat. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you know. What what caused you to stumble into the saloon tonight, and how can we help? What can we do? Join the network. Ask a question. Say something stupid. Give it a shot. It's okay. We're going to go into industry news at the quarter hour. My goal is to bring some current news you may or may not have heard of. Uh, sprinkle in a little bit of uh, you know fairy dust in the automotive industry and you know maybe some opinions too then what we're going to do is we're going to bring in ty um and ty is going to help me set up that we're excited tonight we've got dealer boiler room you don't know this uh so i'll tell you and we'll probably remind you again tonight at some point we've been working on this show for quite a while and so the fact that we're here excites us and it's it's pretty fun it's cool so here's what we're going to do we have two features tonight the first feature is brian maxwell selling for success he's going to give us a taste of what it looks like to sit in class with brian and get schooled on selling for success in the dealership we're going to put brian back in the zoom waiting room and we're going to bring out kyle disher and he is going to give his presentation on what he talks about when he gives seminars and webinars. And so that's two features and then follow it up with, we'll bring everybody back in for the dealer boiler room panel. 
Ryan Hardigan of Turnover CRM, Tiffany Simonson of Torchlight, Phil Norling, Guard B Security, and we're going to have an all-out conversation. And again, the point, the point of all this, now one, you may, you may pack it up and decide you want to go sell cars, or two, is get some more insight into how to make the dealer your customer. Because if you're staring at the load board right now, you're thinking about there's a load you saw today or yesterday or a week ago, and you're thinking about it right now, you're wondering, are you still gonna get it? Or you're thinking, man, it pays pretty great. Is it gonna disappear from my dispatch in the morning? There's something you're worried about because it isn't your customer. And you, when it's not your customer, you lack even more control than you already don't have. Put it in the live chat, tell me I'm right or wrong on this thing. Do me a favor, uh, please do help us like and share. Please smash the like button. Just bust it to pieces. You won't need it after tonight. Um, or you can copy the link and share and let somebody know on social media, man, this is this is ATI. Again, it's Tuesday night. If you're into the dealer space, you're definitely gonna wanna see this show. You lost in car shipping, not sure where you're at. You can call or text Ty, 417-483-2764. That goes for carriers dispatchers did you just buy a new truck are you you know have you not developed a running lane and haven't even really thought about it did you get cussed out on hotshot trucking and you realize that wasn't the best way to get business advice well it's possible so please do stay with us jump in the live chat right after this we're going to go into the live chat so stick around we'll be right back Recon 2023, time to line, speed to sale, manage by metrics, know what you don't know, technician efficiency, workflow efficiency, more cars, less time, know where your cars are, connect to what you expect. Rapid Recon can help. Ship.cars, intelligent car shipping made simple. Auctions and dealerships get ready to modernize drive-away dispatching. As part of the auction experience, Ship.Cars now offers drive-away to help shippers dispatch small loads with ease. Moving single vehicle loads typically requires a lot of time, paperwork, and phone calls. With drive-away, shippers create loads in LoadMate Pro and dispatch directly to drivers who are notified automatically eliminating manual calls and paper dispatch. Once the load is in transit, shippers receive progress updates until delivery. Ship, dispatch, track, and deliver single vehicle loads for auctions and dealerships. Load Made Pro, shipper platform, visit ship.cars. Auctions and dealerships modernize drive-away dispatching with intelligent car shipping tech. Ship, dispatch, track, and deliver with LoadMate Pro shipper platform. Visit ship.cars. Links in the live chat. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go into the live chat. Let's do that right now. I'm going to back it up to the top. I just want to say this. Do me a favor. Ponder this. Even if you're not really liking what's happening, if something's making you think, you owe me a like. Fair? All right. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I got to try. I have to do something. Uh, because right now it looks like we have seven, uh, eight. Is that eight 
is that eight lawyers in the live chat. There are eight lawyers in the live chat. Okay. All right, so let's see what's going on. Cars in the move. Ty got in here first. This is where we sell cars. Um, and, you know, as Ty loves to say, he, he says, love the dealer. Why? Well, who's got the cars? Who's your customer? Load board? No. Who's got the cars? Who's buying them? Who's selling them? It's the dealer. Um, Kimberly is here tonight. Welcome to Tuesday Night's Live. We're glad you are here. Thank you so much. Silver Mint, are the gloves coming off? I don't know, Silver Mint. I'm assuming they always come off on Tuesday nights in the live chat. So, so you know, do what you got to do. Chris Chamberlain, this is where we sell cars and learn to ship them, and we talk about it. By the way, truth, it's an open chat. You can say whatever you want um, within, you know, some sense of reason, which is still a pretty wider fence than, you know, all other social media. Have I been canceled yet? Okay, Jay. <laughs> Uh, Mark Rodeke, hey Jay Ty, looking forward to another great show. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for tuning in, saying hello. Michael Stevens, hey fellows, Mike Benavides. Oh, Mike Benavides is here. Awesome. Phil Norling is here. Let's go. Guard B Security is in the house. And feel free to. I know that. Uh, I know that you can't share a link. This is part of the fence I was talking about. I, I don't know why you can't share a link. I guess it's because of all the uh, the craziness that, uh, what do they call it, Zoom bombing? <laughs> Hopefully we don't have any Zoom bombing tonight. But if you feel like Zoom bombing, put it in the live chat. Oh, look, we have less lawyers in the live chat now. Thank you so much. I do appreciate it. Um, we'll keep the live chat open for a few more minutes. Again, I was saying that we're really, we're really excited. Yeah, Tucker Carlson, that's, it's better than the Brandon stuff. Okay. Um, hey, Bra uh, Brova Chaz Lemons is here. What's going on? We really are excited to have Dealer Boiler Room. Actually, uh, when, as we talk about it, more, more and more dealers that we connect with and it's not just dealers, the actual dealers, but then dealer technology companies. So many dealer technology companies that Ty hooks up and connects with at like Digital Dealer and, uh, well, Finished Vehicle Logistics is next week. That's OEMs. We'll have that in the uh, industry news too. But we're at really excited because dealers are a big part of the community. The only other big part then would be the auctions, which we're also connecting to as well. And that's where we, we feel like we're fulfilling the promise that as a transportation and logistics channel, we're not going to stay in our vertical, stay comfortable, and just talk about, you know, trailers the whole time and dispatching. Yeah, no, we're going to bring that out. I mean, what are you moving? What are those cars? What are all those locations? Who are all these people involved in the transaction? What are we trying to handle here? This is a giant ecosystem. And that's what we do on ATI. So we're really proud to have Dealer Boiler Room as our uh, feature tonight. And I'm going to get to those features. I don't need to waste any time. So do me a favor. Stick around after this. We're going to go into industry news. You're not going to want to miss it. Here we go. What are we doing next? 
We've got, oh yes, here we go. Transport AutoQuoter is by far the leading auto-quoting software on the market and the only auto-quoter with a pro version that comes preset with accurate pricing for anywhere in the U.S. So you don't have to worry about it. The best part is that no change with your current software is needed. Just plug TAQ in and start booking jobs. Carriers can easily plug TAQ into their current websites and start making money right away. I bet you're wondering how we do this instantly and accurately 24-7. Well, constant analytics is the key. Our price watch team is constantly monitoring current market conditions, paying close attention to seasonal and quick-moving industry changes. At the end of the day, it takes a lot of time and data to maintain good pricing, time that most of us just don't have on a daily basis. So free yourself up. Using TAQ Pro is really a no-brainer. Save time and money, maximizing your leads and optimizing your online investments. You'll finally be able to sleep well at night knowing that TAQ is on the job selling for you 24-7. Never missing a potential job. Searching for that midnight auto shipping quote and new lead software you can trust? Provide instant, accurate quotes online with Transport Auto Quoter. Get the price right the first time. Visit superflowsystems.com. Links in the live chat. Hey, there's Mark. Hey, what's up, buddy? Thank you so much. Making martinis in the super chat. Really do appreciate that. No problem at all. We missed you last week, so uh, great to have you here. And in fact, do you know who needs an instant quote right away, a car shipping button, to take care of, to make it true end-to-end? -end. Car dealers. It's Dealer Boiler Room, episode 293, on a Tuesday, on ATI Auto Business. We were at Digital Dealer last week, live at Digital Dealer. Man, times are moving fast. Oh, there's Chris, too. Thank you so much, Chris. Really do appreciate it. making martinis in the super chat line them up gentlemen uh digital dealer really was good stuff we actually got some amazing footage if you caught uh i shared this on linkedin we caught up with steve rustler of drive centric and he was hosting the dealer vendor speed networking reverse expo i gotta tell you i didn't see coverage of this anywhere else now yeah okay there was a, an interview but we had live footage, live, of the thing actually happening. It was amazing. Good job, Ty. Making martini in the super chat. Thank you so much. Step right up. Yeah, no, we love some of the coverage that we're getting at these shows. It's live, and he was in the expo hall. So I think, the yeah, the dealers were over here on the right side in this white area. And, uh, man, we connected with a lot of people. If you check out the videos, like, uh, um, this is just, what, Luis at Spine, I believe it was. And then here's pictures of, yeah, so there's the exhibitors behind the dealers networking. This is great. Hey, there's Alyssa Calvaruso of uh, Emerald. She actually gave us the digital dealer pass. Thank you so much, Alyssa and Emerald X. If you, if you haven't seen it, go check it out. It's on the YouTube homepage on ATI, uh, Digital Dealer, live in Tampa. That was on May 3rd on Wednesday, Expo Floor Live. And actually, we also uh, did a twofer. We went live there 
Tuesday night as well, last Tuesday night. It's front of the store, back of the store. We continue to prove it. We give you the reason. In the back of the store, don't just stay in the back with the trailers and the exhaust. Get out front with the trailers and the exhaust. Listen, sales makes cars move, right? Be a part of the whole industry ecosystem as we are an ATI, new and used and all in between. Uh, we follow the disconnect between sales and operations. That actually, that's how you solve problems. You're not just, you're not just a steering wheel holder. You're a problem solver. Dude, where's my car? I'll tell you where your car is. Let me, you got five minutes? I can tell you why you don't know. Um, and by the way, do you understand the carrier? That might help you understand where your car is. Hunting down cars, hunting down people, hunting down payment. Why? Do you understand the carrier? So we had Think Outside the Blocks, what was that, two weeks ago with Auction V Commerce. Just wanted to give a shout out to Auction V Commerce and the auctions again, shout out. And uh, using the technology in the office, right? This is more and more, this is the way it's done. Look, he doesn't have a stack of papers blowing around the desk. These sticky notes, those pads are clean. Here's to clean sticky note pads. Um, I want to give a shout out to Maranatha Works, and um, this is uh, Melissa and Adriana, and thank you so much for showing up to support us at Car Conference, and hey, they got a write-up in Used Car News. Uh, Jeff Ballant was at Car Conference, and he sat in on the ATI stage conversation, and uh, I guess met up with Adriana and Melissa, wrote up the article, so good job, girls. That's awesome. And that's because they went to the show. It's great stuff. And thank you for your support. We sure do appreciate it. Uh, I want to thank everybody that, you know, comments on the videos. Rob says, great series. Can't believe it's four years old. So great. Amber was talking about uh, Super Dispatch Show. I'm going to tune in. I just started to dispatch. So we're helping, helping folks. <laughs> this is... <laughs> okay. Let's go ahead and bring it down to a hush. Uh, Kenny... Kenny is pretty upset about the clearinghouse, which I that's I I, I would agree. Uh, trucking is a headache, anyways, and he's done. Uh, it's not enough money for all the BS. They're just making way for self-driving, self-driving AI trucks. It's becoming a thing of the past. So, uh, hats off to you, Kenny. Telling it like it is. And here's another one. Uh, what is card? What is car arrived, and how do you get set up with them? This was my, and I think it speaks, it speaks to uh, maybe a little out, it might be time for some outreach, um, because he doesn't know. So, we're, ATI helped educate him as far as we could, you know, so hats off to, uh, to us, I guess. Uh, Hotshot Trucking, hey, just wondering if someone can give me some information or knowledge. Long story short, I'm the driver for my boss's company. I was going to quit, start doing some local Got to talk. We're talking about taking over his company. Just wondering how that would work and where I make all the payments to keep him and under his name and how would the taxes work. Any of you know and have any information, I'm just putting this on Hotshot Trucking on Facebook. This guy says, ask an accountant, not a bunch of derelicts. It's awesome. God, I love it. And that sums up why we started this channel. Um, oh, and this guy says taxes are the least 
of your concerns. True that. Uh, saw this in the news, so you can send in the news too. Send it to autotransportintel at gmail.com. I'll put the link in the live chat. Send me the news. Um, somebody sent this in. This is one dispatch has an inspection change beginning Tuesday, May 9th. Oh, that's today. Oh, wow. At 10 Central. Holy cow, this starts in a few hours. Ready Logistics is launching an enhancement to the One Dispatch app that may affect your experience on upcoming inspections. The One D mobile app will now geolocate the pickup and drop off inspection locations. And as great as that is, if the inspection is not completed at or near the address, uh, you're going to get an error message that you can't inspect the vehicle out of range. Now, I'm not weighing in, but I am saying there's going to be somebody because people get busy and people get closed and we got to get you off the lot or we're going to, you know, have to take your tires. You know how it is out there. Somebody's going to try to finish their inspection and they're not going to be near the geo and they're going to get an error message. So send it in to autotransportintel at gmail.com. Can't wait to hear how that goes. I also just want to share this. I, this is interesting. ACV has a carrier performance evaluation score, and they tell you how they do the score. This one wasn't so good. That's why I got a hold of it. Um, and, and apparently, they, they the company argues with the waiting here, but um, I wonder how that works over the phone, especially if it's all AI-based. Uh, press 2 for... Okay, I'll tell you what. Here, I want. I got a video. I want you guys to see this video. We're going to get to the Ask Larry Quiz stuff in a minute. Let's see if we can roll this video. Here we go. Owners, and it was me and you. And, and oh, this yeah, is I, should, I didn't space, cue right? this up. And right, hang on one sec. Okay, this is a dealer. We're, we're getting, now we're getting closer to dealer boiler room. Okay, so here we go. Check this out. Owners, and it was me and you. And, and this is automotive space, right? And they're like, oh, we're don't have enough traffic yeah. and, and he goes we're in a, he goes we're in, we're in a chipotle he goes well there's 15 people in here i bet they all got cars he goes i bet they all got cars i bet everybody in here is a customer and they go that's stupid ian gets up with his brother they walk over to each person hey what's going on my name is ian mack and i work down the street over at the automotive place how you doing you doing okay today hey nice to meet you don't want to interrupt your lunch by the way what, what are you driving outside Seems awkward at the beginning. I'm like over here like, and Brad, I know you. He's like, dude, these guys are stupid, man. Watch. Hold on. They get seven phone numbers, and they sold five cars that day out of that Chipotle. And the owners, listen, the owners were like, what the and, and you know what I love? Is, is I love, I love, I love these guys' courage. Does that make sense? Are you ready? Hey! So, you know, what kind of Monday morning prep meetings are you having? Uh, think about that. Maybe add a little bit of fired up or what have you. So I just wanted to share some, uh, you know, just get you kind of prepped and fired up for what we're about to do next. But before we get to that, you know that every Tuesday night, 
I got five new questions. That's right, step right up. Put it up on the big screen. Five new questions. Are you a car shipping guru? Who wants to play? Here we go. Question one, let's go. Which type of training is designed to improve the communication skills of salespeople? Technical training, product training, customer service training, or sales training? Oh, and we got the letters now, A, B, C, and D. All right, so let's see. Communication skills of salespeople. Technical product, customer service, or sales. What kind of training are we talking about? Put five seconds on the clock here. Do we have that? I don't know. I think we already did that. Yeah, we did that. Okay, anybody? All right, I'll give you this one. All right, that's right. Not all at once now, everybody. It's sales training. Sales training was the answer. All right, here we go. Question two. Each question gets a little bit harder. What is the primary purpose of a car dealer's BDC department? To sell new and used vehicles, provide maintenance and repair services, handle inbound and outbound customer communication, or manage the dealership's inventory. What does the BDC department do? This one's going to get a little tricky. Go ahead and put five seconds on the clock. all at once now don't crowd the chat you guys are you're gonna break the thing <laughs> uh, okay Ty's got inbound and outbound communication uh, oh and thanks for the likes sure do appreciate it yeah very good oh we got two for inbound and outbound communication remember stimulus counts as a like if in any way you are stimulated okay let's not get weird the answer is It is inbound and outbound communication. BDC, Business Development Center. Do you have a BDC in your transportation and logistics business? Question three. Here we go. Oh, is that the wrong one? Yeah, that was the... There we go. What is the primary purpose of a car dealer CRM system? To track and manage customer interactions? Manage inventory and vehicle sales, provide financing and insurance options to customers, or schedule maintenance and repair service for vehicles. Track and manage customers, manage inventory and sales, financing and insurance, or maintenance and repair service schedules. What is the purpose of a car dealer CRM? Now, if you if don't notice this, but we're learning stuff on this channel. Ty has track and manage customer interactions. Inventory, financing and insurance, maintenance and repair. Really, Jay? All right. I'll just give it... I'll, it's just me and you tonight, Ty. All right, buddy, old pal. We have got... Well, and, and Brova. Brova. It is to track and manage customer interactions. A CRM, that's why a CRM is important. Regardless of the people that push J-Tracker off the cliff. Too much? 
CRMs help you manage your leads and customers, which again is not a load board. That is a list of loads that don't know you and well, they're gonna get moved one way or another, I suppose. Better late than never. Hey, what's up, Rich Levine? All right, Rich, question four, here we go. The wrong one again. Uh, what types of customer information might a car dealer, CRM, system store and track? Vehicle purchase history and service records, demographic information and contact details, vehicle preferences and financing options, or all of the above? What are you going to use your CRM to track and store? This could be pretty important information. In fact, in your transportation and logistics business, what do you want your CRM to track? Oh, Rich was busy working. Well, we always excuse hard work here on ATI. All right, I won't waste much time. That's fine. I will go ahead and hit the next button. It is all of the above. Vehicle purchase history, service records, demographic information, who's your customer, where do they live, how much money do they spend, how many cars do they have, how long are they, do they buy new, do they buy used, do they like Subarus, all of it. Yeah, all right, yep, you're just in time, Richard. Here we go, question five, one more. I know it's painful. Which of the following is a common goal of a BDC department? to increase customer satisfaction and loyalty, to reduce dealership overhead costs, to increase vehicle inventory turnover rate, to maximize profit margins on vehicle sales. Ooh, so what's the focus? Don't need CRM when you have a Chipotle nearby. See now, I knew there was a reason we had you here tonight, Silverman. But you're gonna need a CRM for all those cars you're selling during, uh, what's the, what are you drinking? What are you having, a steak bowl? Yeah, a steak bowl. Okay. You're drinking? <laughs> what are you drinking? <laughs> what's your problem? Uh, no, what's your problem? Uh, which of the following is a common goal? The answer is, it is customer satisfaction and loyalty. Boy, that, we barely made it through that one. Listen, I just want to say thank you so much. I sure do appreciate you uh, taking the time to watch me entertain myself on stage, live, every Tuesday night. We got industry news right after this, so stick around because we'll be right back. Being a carrier is tough. Slow pay, bad lanes, and countless brokers. It's hard out here, but it doesn't have to be. At Ship Your Car Now, we understand the challenges our carriers face. That's why we're committed to on-time payment, guaranteed lanes, and an open line of communication with our dispatch team. Our carriers and drivers are our partners, and we're committed to helping them succeed. Sign up on our carrier portal today. Ship Your Car Now, committed to carriers. I'm Kevin Prada. I'm, you know, president of JP Auto Transport, you know? You know, I'm here to impose my will. I'm here to win business. I'm at NADA, I'm gonna meet people, I'm gonna make friendships, I'm gonna make relationships. And uh, I'm gonna pick up some million dollar contracts here. This is how it's done. Have I ever came here and picked up million dollar contracts before? 
No, but today's a good start. We got a transport company, so we're asset-based. We own semi-trucks and we deliver vehicles for dealerships. We're all typically new and used, so we transport okay. vehicles. We okay, transport right. vehicles, we transport trucks. Yeah, right now, we work nationwide, but like I said, we specialize West Coast, Southwest. On the West Coast, okay. South, Southwest region. Wherever the customer needs us to go, that's where we go. We have our own fleet of trucks, we got our own drivers. We also use Super Dispatch, so everything, all our transports run through Super Dispatch. Our, all our uh, drivers are GPS tracked. I mean, you understand how it works. You use Super Dispatch. Yes, pleasure. Pleasure to meet you, sir. Can I, take your, can I take one of your cards, John? Yes, can I take a card? You got a card, Scott? Can I leave my card with you? Absolutely. This is my information. Okay. You know, if you want to yeah. take in. Uh, that's actually, so what you're mentioning, we work with a lot of companies that are selling online, right? I don't know if people still use cards, but I do. Super Dispatch TMS mobile app and Super Load Board help carriers, brokers, dispatchers, dealers, and shippers streamline the process and move cars faster on one auto transport platform. Visit superdispatch.com. Links in the live chat. All right, here we go. Right on time for... It is now time for the Industry Pulse Part 2 of Industry News here on ATI Auto Business. We're going to get some hard news headlines. Here we go. This is the big one. Now, this came out right before the show last Tuesday. Car Global is rebranding as Open Lane. Now, you might be saying to yourself, you know, I think I've heard of Open Lane. Well, there's a reason. Car Global is rebranding as Open Lane. You know, they sold off their Odessa auction chain. So, where are they headed? Well, the corporate name change will be effective May 15th. Open Lane, which has been part of Car's digital offerings for over a decade, so that's why you've heard of Open Lane. It'll now be both the name of the parent company and the go-to market brand for its digital marketplaces throughout the US, Canada, and Europe. The platform offering and operations will be consolidated under the Open Lane brand, a move designed to help focus the company's strategy and investments, accelerate innovation, and simplify the overall customer experience. The rebranding also signifies the company's ongoing shift towards being a more asset-light digital marketplace. Last year, Car sold its U.S. Odessa brick-and-mortar auctions to Carvana. The company's common stock will continue trading under the car ticker on the New York Stock Exchange. So you'll still see KAR and its open lane now. This came out just today with the IAA acquisition complete. Ritchie Brothers rebrands as RB Global. Global? RB Global, which is now contains IAA. That's interesting, isn't it? Right? We just, okay. It's because I remember as a dispatcher, there were four main auctions that I had to know. I had to know Mannheim, Odessa, Copart, and IAA. Mannheim, Odessa, those are used vehicles. IAA, Copart, salvage vehicles. Odessa has been sold to Carvana. And now IAA has been acquired by Ritchie Brothers, which is now rebranding as RB Global. Very, very interesting stuff. Carvana shares on a soaring, upbeat forecast. Really? Really? Okay. All right. I'm just reading the news, questionably. Carvana Co.'s shares soared as much as 55% on Friday after the struggling online used car retailer surprise second quarter profit forecast. Carvana endured a turbulent 2022 
to say the least, as the company struggled to offload used cars purchased at higher prices during the pandemic due to weak demand over affordability concerns. Short positions, those betting against Carvana, uh, were at $488 million, with short sellers estimated to have lost $142 million since the stock started trading higher and after hours trading on Thursday. Really? Really? Uh, investors hey, heaved a sigh of relief on Thursday after Carvana said its adjusted earnings before interest, tax, depreciation, and amortization were expected to be positive in the second quarter. GJ, you just don't seem like you're believing the news. Well, here, uh, here's why. Um, let's go ahead and let's go right into it. April slowed down just the start of broader used car price decline. Okay, so you're going to make less money per used car you sell. And... Let's see, wholesale vehicle prices fell. That's not going to end anytime soon. Concerns over consumer demand, used car affordability, along with rising new car inventory and incentives put downward pressure on wholesale prices, which uh, could continue for the rest of the year. Also seeing more pressure on wholesale prices due to several factors, including improved new inventory with increasing OEM incentives and concerns about affordability of used vehicles with high retail prices combined with increased financing costs each even as the availability of used inventory will shrink into the rest of the year and yet Carvana is celebrating high shares. Okay, sure, why not? Subprime softens even more new car world. Here, this is interesting. Subprime, not subprime. I'm not subprime. Um, it, this goes back, this over here to the left, this is 2015 and now we move over to and basically the down over down arrow is covid but you'll see that the subprime uh market softened interesting deep subprime and deep subprime new vehicle buyers paying below msrp really okay uh the average price americans paid for a new vehicle in april remained below the manufacturer's suggested retail price so, okay, there's that too. This will be interesting. I mean, once we bring our dealer friends in here, maybe they can clear some of this up. Startup UVI raises $100 million for AI-powered car inspections. Um, the investors include General Motors and CarMax. The Series D round was led by Hanako Ventures, a venture firm based in New York and Tel Aviv, and brings UVI's total funds raised to $200 million. The deal values UVI at about $800 million. Wow. Uh, and it all started with GM, it looks like. That's interesting. UVI, based in New Jersey, and Tel Aviv provides hardware and software that says it works like an MRI machine for cars. Scanners can be used to detect problems like leaks, frame damage, fast checks, tire, tire pressure. They have commercial agreements with automakers, dealer groups, used car auctions, and the company plans to use latest cash influx to start production because it is no small machine. There, I got a picture here. There you go. That's the UVI MRI, as it were. Beautiful machine. MRI for cars. Shipper Car Now rolls out the new Shipper Car Now SYCN Auto Logistics brand. We just saw that at Digital Dealer for the first time. 
It's not just open lane rebranding and RV Global. Ship Your Car Now, a provider of artificial intelligence-powered automotive transport services, launched the SYCN Auto Logistics brand. The company said the decision was made to describe more accurately the full breadth of technology and logistics solutions it can provide to B2B partners. Focused on delivering technology and services through a consultative and analytical approach to today's challenging and ever-changing environment with robust best-in-class tech, analytic reporting designed to support business partners and impact their bottom line. And the solution can be white labeled as a standalone tool or integrated into an existing tech stack. And you can visit SYCNAL.com. Cool. Hey, do you know about the Lucky Load giveaway? What? Lucky Load giveaway? Check this out. Book a mystery load on Super Load Board for a chance to win up to $1,000. This is once a month. It's a brand new program. We're gonna be learning more about this on Dispatching Live on Thursdays. Um, but, and I do have, I wanna share this link. If you wanna learn more about the Lucky Load, uh, there it is in the live chat, win the Lucky Load. Click on the link to learn more. And they're talking about it. Uh, Super Dispatch has been talking about this on uh, social media lately, giving away cash to car haulers, book loads on Super Load Board for a chance to win up to $1,000. All you got to do is book a load. And once a month, any verified, you have to be a verified carrier, on Super Load Board, book a mystery lucky load for the chance to win $1,000. Just booking a load. You're going to make money by making money. And again, we'll be talking more about it, but uh, yeah, you must be a verified carrier and you must be signed up and enrolled in SuperPay. And you must book the load on Super Load Board and you might win the Super Lucky Load. And, you know, they've got loads on Super Load Board. I don't know. Psst. Hey, did you know? I don't know. Are you, are you, oh, you're not? Number one, camera one. You should be posting your loads on Super Load Board, and you should be searching for loads on Super Load Board. They got a lot of loads, and they got a lot of verified carriers. Let's find out what you're missing. Go over to Super Load Board. And we do talk about it on Thursday's Load Board Search Advice. Actually, this Thursday, we've got more Super Load Board. This Thursday, uh, Ben Hargis is going to be with us from Super Dispatch. Fridays is Cars on the Move. This Friday, we have Understanding the Ecosystem with, get this, we have Michelle Hutchinson from Ship Your Car Now Auto Logistics and Nick Zulovich from Cherokee Media. His first time on ATI this Friday at noon Central Time. We had Independent Dealer University last Friday. Great show. Uh, two weeks ago, Ship.Cars Dispatcher Solutions. We got to see. Did you guys see the demo? If you haven't seen the demo, you should go check this out. You are going to like uh, this trip planner stuff. It's cool. Ship.Cars. Check it out. Also, next Tuesday night, we have Auto Hauler Exchange live on ATI. Shipper Carrier B2B Marketplace. We got Royce and Frank and Dana and Kelly. This is going to be a great show. Jake, this is going to be a great show. You're going to want to check that out. Um, we're going to be live at Finnish Vehicle Logistics tomorrow. That is at 5 p.m. Central. 
You can find this link. It's on the homepage on ATI Auto Business YouTube homepage. We'll be live tomorrow at, that's 3 Pacific. And what we did, we always look at the schedule. Here's what's happening on the schedule tomorrow at Finish Vehicle Logistics in Huntington Beach. Now, this is OEM, new cars. Man, I mean, lots of OEM speakers, but there's also transportation logistics companies. They have these ideas labs that'll finish at 3 o'clock Pacific. We're going to go live after the ideas labs. That's going to be great stuff. So we're going to go live during networking meetings and on demand, and we'll, go, we'll, we'll shut off the valve before uh, session 5 hits at 4.30%. 4.30 p.m. Pacific. Yes, make sure you catch us. Finish Vehicle Logistics live on ATI. Um, also, don't miss, we are going to be at NIADA in June, and we want you to go. So here, here's what I want you to do. Um, you can, if, if you're interested in NIADA, let us know, and we can get you a discount. Uh, ATI for NIADA. Let us know what you want to do. Go ahead for now. Talk, call, or text Ty. Say, hey, is NIADA the show for me? Because the answer could be yes. By the way, that's this is a show you want to go to. We'll tell you more about it. We can talk about dealers all night. Um, but yeah, when you see this, you're dealing with the podcast. Oh, it's 7:45. Man, this plane's gonna train on time. Okay. That's the uh, channel. There's Ty's phone number, 417-483-2764. It is the Car Shipping Business Channel. Don't just, don't just let time slip by. We don't ship cars. We move information. You can leverage us to network your business. We're doing that. We're actively doing that. So um, that's what we want to offer you. All right, so do me a favor. Stick around. Right after this, we're going to bring in Ty, and then we're going to start with our featured speakers we got a whole lot more show coming up, so stick around. We'll be right back. Auto Hauler Exchange is a new B2B marketplace, the first of its kind in the vehicle logistics industry. Auto Hauler Exchange automates the complex workflows of the vehicle logistics ecosystem by connecting large and small vehicle haulers directly with vehicle shippers. By eliminating the middleman, typically required in vehicle logistics, AHX streamlines the shipping process cuts shipping delays, and reduces empty space on carriers and unnecessary miles while increasing revenue. Working directly with the shipper, carriers can pick and choose which opportunities fit their routing on a day-by-day -day basis to maximize their capacity and eliminate empty miles, while allowing them to plan their backhauls in advance. The exchange gives control back to carriers. By using technology, AHX creates a frictionless, efficient environment for vehicle transportation. Get off the vehicle hauler roller coaster today with Auto Hauler Exchange. Auto Hauler Exchange B2B Marketplace connects shippers directly with carriers, putting the power of the business transaction back in the carrier's hands. Visit autohaulerexchange.com so alright here we go links in the live chat thank you so much thank you Auto Hauler Exchange for joining the ATI Auto Business Network and group of uh, transportation logistics professionals alright here we go please do help me wish a warm welcome up onto center stage joining now he's live he's in the building Ty Thompson Yo. Hey, buddy. 
Can hey, you man. see and hear me? I can see you. I can hear you. Can you see me and hear me okay? Huh. Well, I can't hear you. Oh, you can't hear me? Well, check, it's check. probably my problem. Hold on just a second. Let yeah, me go see. ahead. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, go ahead. Take we'll go back to camera. Take the wheel, um, which we do from time to time. He's uh, doing He's doing a mic check, one, two. I, mu I muted him for a second, and he's got, already got it figured out. Oh, cool. So I get to say, hey, Jeff Watt is here. Home, a fantastic three-car day. Boss says nothing last week to South Carolina from Chicago. So rattles me 14, 15 miles round trip for seven with the... <laughs> Well, sorry, Jeff, but you know, thanks for letting us know and telling us about your day. Carlos Braxton is here. All right, Ty, you're with us. See me, hear me. Yeah. All right. Wow. Oh wait, maybe something is still different. What's the problem? Hang check, on. check. Ah, right. uh, you know, we're live. That's why we. Well, that's why we do. I mean, we well, we only do this like every. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, you know what? Things What's change. What's going on around here? But if you, I'll tell you what, seriously, because we're I'm getting, we go have, back and we try have, this again. yeah, go ahead and try it again. But we have so much tonight as far as Brian Maxwell, and I'll go ahead and put it in there. Brian, go ahead and get your, uh, get things heated up here. Brian Maxwell is up next. And you guys know this. How many shows have we done? I don't know if Ty's ever had. Uh, I don't know. Let's just go. I got Real it. audio technical, but you can you can you can see me and you can hear me. I can definitely hear you. All right, I can see you. All right, well, again. <laughs> all right, good. All right, so what are we what are we doing? What's happening? Oh what do you man, think this is, well, man? I've, uh, I think it's probably because I'm so excited to have dealer guys on. Yeah. No, you know me. I always get excited about love the dealer. Talk about dealer. Go talk to the dealer. Find out what the dealer's doing. That's where you're going to get all your cars. That's where you're going to get your information. And one of the things I like about this show is that we we talk about things that dealers talk about. So we're not an expert, and neither are you. You're an expert in transportation. But it's easier to start a conversation with somebody if you know something like Rapid Recon or Brian Maxwell or Kyle Disher, and you start hearing about sales. So in my opinion, one of the one of the parts of this ecosystem that really gets overlooked a lot is the sales guy. And I say this all the time, like the sales, if we didn't have the sales guy, I wouldn't have a job. And I've even thought about being a sales guy, maybe once or twice, but just never followed through. Uh, so I'm very excited tonight to have like real car guys tell us about real salespeople. And as you watch this, here's here's the what I want you to keep an eye on. As you watch how dealerships train sales, sales guys and gals, you watch the expectations and watch how the expectations are made real clear right and and this is what we expect of you as a salesperson now as you watch all that consider it from the perspective of a vendor if they if a if a dealer is going to tell his salespeople, here are my expectations whatever you might think of those expectations do you think you as a vendor whether that's a service or a product that they will treat you any different than their own salespeople, right? And, they, and we've got some really cool guests coming on, too, that know exactly what I just said, like uh, Phil. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it. It'll right. That That is, okay, that in a nutshell is the deal, is that the idea was, okay, if it is hard to talk to dealers or it's hard to get their business or it's hard to negotiate rates with them, whatever that hardship is, we thought, well, 
are they just that way to transport guys? Or do they treat everybody like this? And the answer is? <laughs> the answer is we'll find out tonight. Right, right. right. There we go. It's more of a theory than a conclusion. Yeah, we're going to find out. Um, I know Kyle Disher is ready to go. And I know that, so we got Brian Maxwell and Kyle Disher. So what I think we're going to do in the interest of time, because I really, I think that these gentlemen both have a lot to say. I'm going to bring in Kyle. Kyle, you're going to be up next. Um, Kyle Disher is up next, and that'll be fine. Um, so Kyle, go ahead and get things warmed up and ready. You know, we're, we're tap dancing on the fly. It's all good. Totally cool. So here we go. All right. Kyle Disher, first time on ATI. Please do feel welcome. Join us up on center stage. And away we go. All right. So he's joining right now. Now, I, I had a chance to catch up with Kyle, but I said, well, let's not do the show before we do the show. Here's Kyle. Kyle, please say hello and tell us a little bit more about you. So my name is Kyle Disher, and... Uh... I'm CEO of Rev Dojo, a training and uh, mystery shopping company that serves a whole bunch of dealers. Who's on right now? Is it just us, or is it uh, is the whole crowd here? Yeah, it's just me and you. And okay. uh, yeah, no, we we have, we have. So what's interesting about ATI is we have yeah. a core, uh, mm -hmm. but it's a random. It's random who shows up which night. So yeah, we yeah. have some carriers in here. I know that uh, we have some tech company folks in here. Sweet. And then, and then there's people that never say anything that yeah. watch, and we don't yeah. ever know exactly who they are. That's who we got. Sweet. Well, he was I wasn't sure if this about... was a test of the show or the uh, uh, what's going on. Brian Maxwell. Brian's on his way. Phil, Tiffany, and maybe John. Oh yeah, exactly. For the rest guys, of the panel. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I think you're right. I forgot about... the guests on the show is who he was talking about. Jay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't Come know if we had Jay. an audience too. I was talking about both. Oh yeah, we got them both. That's oh, good. Sweet. Kyle, uh, I follow you. I've been following you on LinkedIn for a long time. I watch your posts. I see you. It looks like you're always in front of a, a group of people, and you're talking to them. Is that what I see a lot? I, that we do that a lot. I was just. I, I, it's my first night home. I was on the road six weeks, and I get to be home a whole four days. Then I'm back out Sunday. Oh my God! You travel more than I do. I'm gonna be in Huntington Beach tomorrow. Nice. I'll be there. Uh, I'll be there Sunday. Sunday? Really? Wow. <laughs> you get around. Okay, now, you were at uh, Digital Dealer. We didn't get a chance to connect, but we did have a live Zoom meeting while we were at the same conference, <laughs> right? Yep, we did. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, Re what do you call it? Rev Dojo? Is that right? Rev Dojo. Rev Dojo. Tell me more about that. So, Rev you want, Dojo. like, the, the, the from the beginning or, like, the whole, uh, I can tell you pretty quick. Well, I'm looking for... Elevator. Yeah. 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 So we've been around ten years. Uh, we got about sixty employees, and uh, you know I made a deck. Do you have? I'm not sure if am, yeah. I, am I doing my thing share right now. You want me to share my? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Cool. So yeah. So, so here we're gonna put fifteen minutes on the clock. You can do whatever you want. This is auto transport. I'm gonna tap dance. Yeah, I say that. If you are, if you're looking to hire sales guys, we might have some in the audience. I don't know. Sweet. Uh, this is exciting. I'm excited. I'm excited too. I didn't know you got to bring a whole presentation. Got a friggin' deck, dude. We ain't messing around. I, I didn't know what I was doing tonight. 
You guys we said, come on. on. I said, okay. I, you know. And then as soon as we, as soon as we had it, got excitement, I said, hey, that's it. We're shutting off the rehearsal. So I never, yeah, you never know exactly what you're going to do. But, and it's cool. I do encourage people to bring slide decks, but, you know, rarely do I. Hey, look at that. Wow. There we go. So, uh, yeah, we got your, your fancy logo in there, too. So we uh, uh been around for about 10 years. We've done over 50,000 mystery shops. So we've mystery shopped just about every single dealer in the United States. Think about big-name companies. The biggest name you could think of, we're their white-label provider. So I always say our products are more well-known than we are. Um, you know, So we're, we're behind the scenes with a whole bunch of stuff. So uh, literally, if it's not all of them, it's almost all of them. And uh, we, we run through almost every dealer in America uh, annually in regards to mystery shop. And then we do the uh, hiring for hundreds of uh, uh, dealerships. I would say hundreds. It's probably around 100. But we hire hundreds of employees every month. And this was literally just yesterday. I was in uh, Atlanta, Georgia. I had 2,171 applicants. I had 857 people show up or, or register for job interviews. And then these are the three sessions. And we probably had about 500 people show up yesterday. So from, uh, from 10 a.m. to about 8 a.m. last night, I was interviewing hundreds of people at a uh, dealership in uh, Atlanta. So uh, we do a whole bunch of hiring. And then um, we also do in-person training and uh, virtual training, live seminars and, and road days and stuff. And then one of the coolest things we have, we have a learning management system that has over 1,500 sales training videos in it, everything from the greeting to appointments to management to you name it so that's basically our core products a lot of people white label our mystery shop platform a lot of the big uh, uh, names in the industry and then a lot of people white label our training platform so you may be watching xyz trainers videos but they're hosted on our uh, proprietary software hmm. wow, I didn't well, there know you that. go that's a uh, in a nutshell okay. is what we do and then so, I, I do training too all right well i explain what's mystery shopping what does that look like? Because there's there's online, right? Digital retail, and then there's yeah. like actual at the at the dealership. Do you do both? We we do both. We don't do as much uh, in dealership <clears throat> mystery shopping. We do have a team of folks that go in with a camera and record the transactions. The majority mm -hmm. of our mystery shops are done via the phone and then via mm -hmm. the internet. We call a dealership on an in stock unit. You know we could. Let's see, maybe yeah. we get crazy. You guys want to do one right now? Yeah, get crazy. Dude, I Go love here. it. Get crazy. <laughs> Live mystery <laughs> shop here. LAX, uh... First time on ATI. Oh, wait. First time on ATI. We're going to try to do a live mystery shop right here, right now. Mm. Can we pull this off? Yeah. We do a lot of them. Rev Dojo. Mystery Rev shop. Dojo. I'd rather do a, uh, I almost feel like a bully when I'm doing the mystery shop. I'd rather call real customers, but we don't have that lined up. We do a whole lot of that too. I'm having trouble pulling up a, uh, here we go. I was going to say, because mystery shop is, mystery shop is very interesting because uh, it is the act of playing either as a customer, oh, here we go, or a, you could be on either side of the transaction. But you're a plant. So you can talk and they can't hear you because you're, you're right. in my headphones. So if you want to talk, you can talk. Test your privacy to learn cool. more about the personal information we may collect from you and how we use that information. Please see the privacy. Please stay on the line while your call is transferred to the operator. 
Hi, can I have somebody in sales, please? There was a 2017 Mustang on the website. I just want to see if it's still there, please. Thanks. A 2019 Mustang? Yeah. She's like, that piece of junk? (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's a lot. This is mystery shopping. This is mystery shopping. Yeah, you're well, literally... As, he, so as he's doing this, right? He does this all the time. He's going to tell us what they did and didn't do right and wrong That's here right. in a minute. We should mystery shop carriers and brokers. Hey, Darren, I, you might not have it anymore. I was on the website a couple of days ago, and I thought I saw a 2018 uh, base model Mustang. It was red. It was just a cheap one. It had like 30,000 miles. I don't see it on the website anymore. I want Want to see if you still had it? Was it black or red? It, it was red. Because I have a 2008. No, I only have a 2018 with 38,000 miles. It's okay. 6.3 liter, all convertible. Gotcha. It? No, this was a red hardtop. I thought. If I had okay, the right place. Yeah, okay. All right. Cool. Thank you so much, man. I really appreciate it. Bye. Bye. All right. Oh, so fail, fail. now we get our I'm piece of fail. paper and we start marking what. Like so, yeah. Where are we at? All right, so what was he trying to sell over the phone? What was he trying to sell? He was trying to sell what he had in stock. Trying to sell a car, right? And, and, uh, you know, no fault to the guy. He'd had a lot more success, though. If And and we don't just do the mystery shop. We we do the training on this, too, obviously. He, He would add a lot more success if he went through the right process. So, number one, I'm not going to tell you if I have the car. I'm not going to tell you if I don't have the car before I grab some information from you and I expand the inventory. He went right into, oh, I got this black one. I don't have this red one. Now, we're never going to lie to anybody. There's a time and a place to deliver all the information, though. What if he would have gone like this? Oh, cool. You're calling on that black 2008 Mustang. What, what a great choice. Or red or whatever color I said. You're calling on the red one. What a great choice. I'll be more than happy to check on that red 2008 Mustang for you, and it won't take me long at all. Gosh, I love Mustangs, and you definitely called the right place. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, great. And, you know, while I'm checking on that red one, I could also check on other ones that are like it, too. Are you looking for just Mustangs or just nice sports cars in that price range? And what most people say, especially people calling on a base one, they go, well, I like this red one I saw online, but I might be open to something else. If you start out the call like he did and you say no, you've immediately lost the call. Now, after I expand the inventory, now I'm going to engage the trade. 60, 70, 80% of people that buy a car are going to have a trade in. Mm. So I want to say, what are you driving now? Oh, cool. What are you planning on doing with that? Oh, we need Ford Fiestas down here. We would love to take a look at your Fiesta. And I can set an appointment just based on the trade in. So, Expand the inventory before I say no, engage the trade-in, and now I'm going to grab your information before I tell you no. All right, so you called on that red 2018, great choice. I'm going to check on that and also check on other stuff like it. What's the best number to call you back at if I need to? And your last name spelled? And your first name is? And I want to send you a video on the Mustang. Well, what's your email address, please? Mm. You know what? Hang on one second. I just thought of something. And then... You circle back and you try and set the appointment. Now you can set the appointment on what's in stock after you've expanded the inventory. Because he could have said, I'm going to check on that red Mustang. 
also check another ones like it too. And if I would have said, yeah, I'd be open to that, then he would have had the appointment. When you tell somebody no right out of the box, you lose the customer. He was trying to sell one car. Instead, he should have been trying to sell the appointment. And he should have got my information. He should have engaged the trade. And he still should have invited me out. So there you go. So he we got 1,500 training videos that go into that in depth. Well, and so this is a big deal, right? So we just did the mystery shop. That's a segue into the sale. I'm, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm new here. So if I'm wrong, like, no. That's no, not how we do all good. <clears throat> okay, so we're, we're segueing. Uh, inventory, expanding the inventory, right? And then mm -hmm. we're getting the customer's information, mm -hmm. scheduling an appointment. Mm -hmm. So here's the expectation. You can use me as the new guy. I, I want to be sure. your new guy today. I'm you look show. like a new guy. Green yeah, pea. I, do. I feel like one too. <laughs> okay. So I'm <clears throat> part of the deal here is I'm assuming there's some incentive to be in a, this guy, this car sales guy. What's the big incentive? Well, his goal is to bring the person in to sell him a car. So, and you're never going to bring anybody in if you're telling people no right out of the gate. <laughs> right. Well, as for me, the reason I want to become a sales guy is I heard you can make an awful lot of money. Make a couple bucks, especially you now. Can, as, a, as a new used car salesperson at a, at a dealership. Now, you don't do just the big names. You do other, maybe two rooftops, one rooftop. You go, yeah, you go yeah, to for, any dealership. On the dealer side of things, the, the, the big players that we play with are the vendors, you know, the big vendors of the world. But uh, on the dealership side, we do single point, uh, you know, just one okay. franchise, five salespeople. <clears throat> we do them big, do them small. So so they'll cut, they'll either get a hold of Kyle. Kyle, I've got yep. 10 sales guys. They're all kind of doing okay, but I think they could do better. Yep. What's your schedule? How much, you know, I have time, but how much does it cost to get you to come here? Do you stay a week, a day? How long do you, what's normal? Usually we'll we'll do a two day visit, um, or you know our online academy is only six hundred bucks. So for six hundred dollars, you get fifteen hundred training videos, and you can upload your own content too. So our our training is not expensive. <laughs> That's not at all. No. I had no idea. That's like basically free for yeah. a dealership. It is. Really? Yeah, anything <laughs> under a grand. I try and stand at the thousand dollar price point. They don't even feel it. You know. Yeah, that's cool. So that what did you say that six hundred bucks gives you how many hours? So, sixteen uh, uh, six hundred dollars gives you one thousand five hundred training videos, and you have the ability to upload your own content on the portal. So, our our portal is super easy to use, and so if somebody wants to upload their own training videos on there and record their own stuff, they could do that. Most people oh, don't, wow. but some do. Wow. Okay. So yeah. wow, that's crazy. Now, but you can also a dealer can also say no. I really would just want you to come and spend a couple of days, and you'll do that yep. as well. Oh yeah, yeah, we do that too. <clears throat> and that's the group meeting where you. I'm assuming I, I'm just. I know this sounds silly, but I'm like, okay, if you come to the dealership, yeah, we're gonna have you there for two days. We're gonna have yep. meet you there at eight o'clock in the morning. We're gonna spend mm -hmm. an hour. Is that how does that? What does that really look like? Usually what we'll do, it depends on what the dealer wants me to train on. Uh, you know, sometimes they say, hey, our guys need to learn how to present numbers to people. Or we can't present numbers anymore. It's been too easy. You know, now we got to start closing deals. Sometimes they say, we don't have enough appointments. We need you to do long-term follow-up. So anything front-end we train on, um, usually class is two to four hours, depending on the topic. If it's a mm. phone class, I try and pay for the visit in the training. And uh, uh, at the end, we make live calls. And we set live appointments in the room. So uh, I try and be free if I can. But, you know, it doesn't always work, but I try. 
Wow, that's great. So, uh, expectations, the sales yep. guy. So there's the guy who's got the money. That's the owner, the dealer, yep. the principal. Those are got a lot of it. No, say what? They got a lot of it. They got a lot of that they money. They got a lot of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they got a lot of money. They got a, some kind of new problem this month, whatever it might be. They get a hold of you. They're going to spend whatever it takes. I need you to come in here. I need you to train these yep. guys to do it right before I start throwing them out the window. Yep. That's fair. Okay. You come in. You spend the time and teach everybody this is what we're working on this week because this is what boss says. You guys need to do a better job at it. Ready, yep. set, go. And it, now as a sales guy, if he's paying attention – I mean, we're talking what six figures, easy. Oh yeah, yeah, and then the sales guys are making that money plus now. Yeah, sales guys are making six figures plus. You gotta. What are the expectations in general? As a general, as a salesperson, like average. Yeah. What are what What do I need to make sure that I'm going to have to be ready for? Get you have to wake up, preferably take a shower and show up on time. That's all you got to do to make six figures in the car business now. Literally, you could stand there. And, and make six figures. If, if you want to be good, uh, that's another question. Expectations are low, believe it or not. But, uh, you know, if, you, if, you're, a, if you're a professional, uh, you know, you should be doing a couple different things. One, you should have a bunch of appointments. You should be killing the phones. If you're not with the customer, you should either be doing some type of a training, working on the lot, or on the phone. Most people just stand around all day. So mm. it's funny. It, the, the more you do with this, I like to say, that's my phone picking up, the more you make of this. And most people are just standing there. So you can stand there and make $100,000 by accident still in this market. But if you really work, you can get the big money. Right. Well, I want to, I want to be a professional. Now, yep. I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to come and sell cars for you. But I, if, I, yeah. if I were, I would want to be the best I could be. Sure. And being the best I could be it includes spending time with people like you and learning all I can from you. You've been in this for a while, haven't you? You've sold cars. 23 years, I think. I started when I was 18. I'm 42 next month, whatever that math is. Wow. That's a long time. Selling cars. Did you own a dealership too? Anyone no, I, I've been in executive management at a dealership for a very short time, but I yeah. uh, sold cars when I was in high school. And then out of high school, they made me a sales manager. And so I was a manager and I was really young. I was 19 and then uh, uh, ran a big internet department. Um, and then basically got on the road as a trainer um, really, really young. I was 21-ish when I started traveling around the country and, and doing uh, trainings mm. for, for other people. I worked for a company called Traver that was owned by uh, CDK. So I worked oh, for yeah, CDK's CDK. phone training company. Hmm. And then I was How a Cardone trainer for eight years. I keep Cardone, talking over yeah. you, sorry. I know Cardone. Yep. What about Andy Elliott? What's he do? He's a dealer trainer guy too, right? Yeah, yeah, Andy Elliott's newer to the scene. He's one of the only guys that I don't know personally. We've just been uh -huh. in different circles. Yeah. You know, he seems like he's got good stuff. I don't know him. Uh, I've seen mm. the material. It looks good. Got good energy. He's, uh, he's yeah. starting a cult, I think. He's got people wearing, yeah. like, Elliott Army shirts and stuff. And uh, uh, that's all right, you know, whatever gets the guys going. <laughs> Get them ramped up. Amped up and ramped yeah. up. Okay, so uh, – <clears throat> I, I'm going to not disagree with you because you've definitely done it longer than I have, but I've always kind of been under the impression, right or wrong, correct me, uh, if I'm a sales guy and I'm not making 20 calls a day on the phone, like you said, right, and I'm not booking, scheduling minimum two, preferably three appointments a day, my job may be in jeopardy. That's what I've always thought of. Not now. Not now. <laughs> not anymore. Like three, four years ago, yeah. But I'm telling you, so right now thing? you could literally stand there. And sell cars still. And, it's going to get back that, to normal. 
Okay, it's going to go back to here, yeah. make some calls, get on the phone. And yep. why do you say that? I mean, I got... Uh, just because inventory levels are getting back to normal. Things are starting to normalize a little more. It's, it's uh, you know, for the past two, three years, if you had the car, you could sell it before it even came in, it felt like. You just, you yeah. couldn't fail past two yeah. or three years. But now things are, are starting to tighten up again. Tighten up. Now, what about this? Uh, the breaking news, I think, towards the end of last week was wholesale inventory prices are dropping. What does that mean? Yep. So the market's correcting. So where we're like, you know, people would have to spend way too much money for cars. Now right. the inventory levels are getting back to normal. So the demand isn't as high. So prices are getting lower. So, so people are going to be buried in their. Go ahead. So, I, okay. So I'm, I was confused by the Carvana news. Yeah. Because the shares are going crazy and everybody's really excited. Am I confused? Am I the only one confused? No, you know, just the, the market's starting to correct. So Car Carvana, I don't know enough about that to speak intelligently on it. I think they got a bunch of seed money from somebody. I think somebody mm. came in and bailed oh, them out. Exactly. Of here. Okay, there we go. That's why Thank the shares you. went up. That's but right. Okay. As far as car prices, people are, are, are just what I'm hearing. I don't do it all day every day I'm like a you. used car manager, but uh, car Demand values is... are starting to drop a little bit prices and, prices yeah. dropping so demand and, and and there's more inventory now too so more inventory and prices are dropping right, so it's going to be harder to sell a car okay. Okay. what but when you say more inventory you mean new I yeah think. and new new inventory when there's more yeah. new though there's it affects everything yeah and, and there's a lot of articles right now that there, there's new out there but then you get off into Twitter and uh, YouTube land and you watch these weirdo guys walking through the new Ford F-150 parking lot at the dealership. Yeah. There's nobody's buying these because the base model is $78,000. The Raptor is $104,000 with markup. And there's, these guys are kind of acting like consumer demand might be kind of dropping. What do you think about it that? Is. It is. Oh, it is. And that's why it's getting harder to sell cars. And it's going to go back to normal where guys got to make those 20 calls a day, sell that's 10 cars, 15 cars, or, or the, their job will be in jeopardy. But the guy in the mystery shop is used to everybody rushing in to buy the yeah. one Camaro. Yep. He, he's still he's still in, uh, he's still in, 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 I mean, in sorry, man. last I mean, year yeah. land. He didn't no. do anything wrong, you know. He just but didn't do anything right. You're it right. could have been right. It could have been better. And and I'm telling I, so I'm, I'm the lay person. I've never thought about selling cars. And I'm sitting here thinking, yeah, I could see where some sales training, maybe I could do a better job. What do we have here? And, and by the way, we'll bring Brian Maxwell in here in a few minutes. Keep going, though. What is this? Oh, sweet. Yeah, I, th I think you said I had 15. So th these yeah. are our shop results from last week. This is raw data. I just tossed this in the deck. Uh, these are what the top performing dealers in the United States did, and these are the bottom performing dealers. So we went to a website, said, hey, I want to buy a car. The top dealers called in a minute and 35 seconds they text in a minute and 21 seconds and Whoa. the zoom things over the top they emailed in 11 seconds that includes autoresponders now if you take a look at what the bottom 10 percent of dealers do 22 Whoa. hours for a phone call oh my God. 26 hours for a text and oh. then eight hours for an email <laughs> and if you take a look at the attempts awesome. we track this over five days uh nine call attempts eight text attempts and seven Attempts, and I don't know why we even run this report every single week. I ask for it, but there are, it's always so close to the same. Uh, awesome. And one, one, and one, and, and and this 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 takes out the zeros. So some people didn't do it at all, but but right. these are oh. for the people that responded. Uh, but you take a look at the top dealers; they're on it. 
So the top 10% of dealers in the United States last week, they called the customer in one minute, 35 seconds, and they called nine times in five days. They take a look yeah. at the bottom, 22 hours, and they only called once. It's, it's easy to see who sells the most cars. Now, are they doing, wow. have they gotten into the AI and Stella and all that kind of stuff, or is this real people calling real people? This is real people calling real people. Okay. So One of my customers is the biggest uh, AI uh, uh, provider in the country. Um, yeah. it, it's it's not Stella, but the AI isn't there yet to where it could do true outbound right. sales calls. Right, and that's so. and that's the reality. This is when I like to look at the clock and the calendar. It is May 2023, and we're not there yet. It's not, not there, the, right? It's it like Stella mm -hmm. and other products are being talked about, but they're yep. not currently the majority of the phone calls happening. Yep. Do you have any prediction? I just want to ask. Do you? Do you think in a year we'll get to that AI two I don't know. years? I know, right? It's hard. I've seen some creepy stuff. Like I said, one of the bigger ones uh, is my client. We we help them with production, and then they, they use our, our call center for some stuff. We have a call center, too. Do you uh, want to say who they are, man? I don't know. Numa. What is it? Numa. Numa. N-U-M-A. Have we heard of that? Numa. Uh, Numa is legit. It's now, like you're going to get me on a tangent. The reason I wanted to hey, avoid man. saying their name. I'm not calling anybody out, but a lot of AI is fake AI. I they just, just they it, claim. I just put it in the Ooh. live chat. Hey, I'm cool Ooh. with. Hey, man, Ooh. we are non exclusive. Bring a lot the of it's Numa. Fake. Bring Let's the talk Numa. About it. Yeah, I love so, it. Numa. So, some of it's very basic decision trees, and it's not AI. true AI. It doesn't get smarter. It doesn't get dumber. It just it is what it is, and it can it's it's pre-programmed results. So there's oh, a difference between wow. pre-programmed decision trees and true artificial intelligence to get smarter. Google it, read about it. Numa's legit. Numa's true AI. Numa. There's other true AI companies out there. Half of them aren't real. They're oh, just boy. decision trees. They're just wow. dude. They're not. They're not real because they're AI. Okay. They're not. They're not. It's not true AI. It's just a decision tree. There's no. There's not even any. Now there's no intelligence behind it. No intelligence. It's just, it's, yeah. it's all artificial. No intelligence. That's terrible. But before wow. we go from this chart, hold on a minute. This was yeah. all on the online. This, these are these are internet shoppers. Yeah. Internet only. They click. They somehow made it to the dealer website. Somehow yep. made a click at least once, and this is the result. Yeah, we did it. We 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 went to their website. We did a. a oh. New phone number, wow. a new email address. And these are our clients. We get paid to do this. This wow. wasn't random. Uh, this is crazy. Yep. And, and, so, it really, and when I say they're our clients, some of them aren't our training clients. A lot of these are with our vendor partners. Vendor partners. Now, so like your, your, your lead provider, A, and you mystery shop dealers that are underperforming so that you can share it with the dealer. Okay. So you'd go teach the guys how to sell cars. Then you also offer a product slash yep. service. To help dealers sell more, so yep. this, you're the perfect guy. What is this whole dealer partnership? What is that? Dealers love partnerships versus just a vendor and just a service provider. Yeah. So sometimes I'm just a vendor. Sometimes I'm more of a partner. You know, for the for the big players, I'm probably just a vendor. Like they just use my mystery shops or they just use my uh, my my training platform. Uh, but for at the dealer level, where I have real relationships. And you can yeah. take a look at my dealer partners, people that I go in and train the store versus, right. you know, big box vendor that paid us to shop their stores. And, and there's a substantial difference usually. Mm. Well, that's crazy. That's really cool because you're really hitting all the areas that I really want to talk about all in one. We do that. I got one more slide for you. 
Let's see it. So, uh, and I know cool. you're bringing somebody else in. Cool. So if you, if I, you I like the way you're right taking here, control. He's a dealer, ladies and gentlemen. He's taking control. Here. He's showing. showing. Uh, if you scan this right here, this is a book we wrote a couple of years ago. It's uh, at 150 pages. It breaks down the entire sales process. Oh, wow. And then here is a call guide for the majority of the calls somebody would Ooh. ever make or take. And I'll, I'll share this with you guys. Oh, okay. And then cool. I didn't know what you were going to have me talk about, but I'll close with this. We yeah. sent in uh, 15 mystery shoppers with cameras into Los Angeles about six months ago. Out of the 15 that walked into dealerships, only three saw numbers. Only three people were invited inside to take a look at numbers. The rest were not written up. So if I only show three people numbers out of 15, what's the most amount of cars I could have sold? Say that three. One more time. Three. We sent in, we, we went into 15 dealerships with a color camera. Yeah. And only three of the 15 brought the buyer in to show numbers they said hey Ooh. here's the here's the payments here's the down payments all the stuff three out of 15 so the most i could have sold is three and the mm, reason why right. is because our buyers weren't easy they weren't hard they were just like hey i'm looking around where people used to dig and grind to make car deals they're just mm. like hey you want to buy it great if you don't you don't so three right. out of 15 so the most cars i could have sold is three right people are getting mm. walked all the time if they're not an absolute layup Salespeople are kicking them out, basically. So in the new world that's coming, treat everybody like a buyer. Work mm. virtual leads the right way. By virtual, I just mean someone that's not at the dealership. Do you have a call guide for inbound calls? Do you have a call guide for internet lead? Do you have a chat guide? Do you have a text guide? Mm. Do you have a missed appointment guide? You do now if you scan that QR code. And, uh, this is all just yours. And then learn your systems, learn your environments. A lot of people don't know their own website. They don't know their own lead providers. They don't know anything. So mystery shopping is important, but also audit your website, audit your lead providers to make sure you're nice and tight. And then the golden rule, get managers involved early and often. Get managers involved in the deals, and uh, you're going to sell more cars. So shebang. Boom. Bam. That wow. was awesome. We nice presentation. Fun, that was really good. And I'll, I'll share this deck if you can have all this. Thank you so much. Really appreciate that. All right, so here's what we're going to do. You're not done. We're not done with you. But what we're going to do is we'll put you back in the waiting room. We're going to bring in Brian Maxwell. And then we'll bring, after his presentation, his 15 minutes or so, we'll bring everybody back for a full panel and see what happens. We have no idea. Sounds good. If I disappear, like I said, I've been on the road six weeks. So right. uh, I'll try asleep. and come back. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> if I'm not, awesome. if there's an empty microphone, I'll catch you next time. All right, I'll, yeah, leave, okay. I'll leave it on, though. See All you right, guys. Thank you. you. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kyle. Yeah, awesome. That was you. fantastic stuff. All right. So here we go. All right. Now, first time here on ATI, Brian Maxwell, another featured speaker. Please do help me wish a very warm welcome to Brian Maxwell, Selling for Success. Here we go, his audio's connecting, okay. Brian, can you see me and hear me okay? I can see you absolutely fine, can you see and hear me? Perfect, we can see you, we can hear you. Please say hello and tell us a little bit more about you. Hey, Brian Maxwell, the uh, owner of Sales Professionals of America Recruiting. And uh, I work with automotive dealerships and dealer groups around the country, uh, providing them with staffing needs you know, recruiting and bringing in good people and uh, training up their sales staff to be more productive consistently and uh, more profitably. And I've uh, been doing that. I've been in, around, been in the automotive industry for 22 years and have been working with dealerships and dealer groups for almost 12. Wow. Yeah, and I've been following you on LinkedIn forever. 
Like I yeah, I appreciate stuff, it. <laughs> I, I see your stuff too. I see your stuff That's, too. So Brian and I, just so everybody knows, Brian and I have never talked. This is the first time we've actually talked, I think. Well, no, that's not true. I did call you to see if you wanted to come on the show. But other yeah, than that, just a quick phone call. But other than yeah. yeah, this is yeah. awesome. Quick phone call. Thank you, so Brian. I'm, so it's weird because you, it's, it, when you say something like, well, Brian and I have been friends for about eight years, uh, <laughs> that might be true, but it's just a different. So anyway, I'm really thankful, Brian. I really mean that a lot. Uh, you put out a lot of great content. I see what you're doing. And I'm, I want to be a new sales guy today. And I think I want you to be my coach, right? <laughs> We're going to hand you the microphone, stand up to the podium, school us, man. Teach us Thank something. y'all for having me. Yeah. I appreciate y'all having me on. Thank you. So what, what oh, do so, I need to know? Yeah, help me get, help me get started here. Tell me that, like, yeah. no, I really, I'm, let's pretend I'm really thinking about, I might want to change careers. I might want to get out of car hauling or out of whatever it is I've been doing. I'm, I've heard, you know, Kyle was just on here. I can make good money, and uh, I might have to make some phone calls. But what what am I getting myself into? Um, in, in reality, what I call it, I, I, get, I consider one of the best opportunities for somebody who may just have a high school diploma, a GED, or may even be college educated, but maybe in a field that doesn't provide the type of income uh, consistently, uh, you know, for them to be able to survive. So the first thing a person needs to do is it's a mental checkup from the neck up first and foremost, coming into it. And that's understanding that it is not a job. J-O-B stands for just over broke. And it has to be embraced as a career because it pays and allows you to earn career money. And so number one is the mentality of walking into it, knowing you get out of it what you put into it. And some people believe just by showing up and I've arrived, which means that everybody's got to love me. Or one of my favorite ones, Ty, is that they say, well, you know, these cars just sell themselves. And I say, these people that own these groups are very intelligent and they love money. If the vehicles sold themselves, they would just line them up, fire every salesperson and keep all the money. They don't. It requires someone to be a, a, a guide, a consultant, an advisor, and to help this person, give this person a good enough reason to make a smart, safe buying decision and do business with you at your store. Because they can go anywhere in the world. So first thing is the mentality. Number two is understanding the steps in the process. It's like baking a cake. If we were going to make a cake, we need eggs, uh, flour, sugar, maybe some milk and a little bit of oil. But if I took 50 eggs, 30 pounds of flour, 20 pounds of sugar, and uh, uh, five gallons of milk and whipped it together, we'd have some crap. But if I took three eggs, a cup and a half of flour, maybe two cups of sugar, maybe a cup, a cup and a half of milk, whatever it is, and mix it together, now we have the potential maybe for a tasty cake or pastry. It's the same exact ingredients. It's just learning how to apply the proper measurements. And so everybody has the skill, you know, has the ability. And somewhat, some people are better listeners. Some people are better communicators. Uh, some people are focused on being a problem solver, a solution provider. Whatever that is, this industry will bring it out of you. So the mentality, understanding your steps in the process, and be willing to be persistent, realizing Rome wasn't built in a day. And it takes time to learn it. And the people say, man, I'm not selling 20 cars in 90 days. I'm out of here. And it's like, whoa, what industry can you get in and be a beast and at the top of the totem pole within the first year, if not five years or even 10 years? But this mm -hmm. business allows you to go from zero to a hero within 12 months if you apply the right strategies, the right selling methods, and more than anything else, have the right attitude. I hope wow. that answered your question. Well, it really did. Oh, now I'm wow. feeling pretty motivated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he answered my question. That was awesome. Did you say that? He answered my question, which was, I mean, 
that was that, okay. That you got me warmed up. We we just did chapter one. Get fired up. <laughs> All right. So and I found. I tell you, I'm really tempted. I got so I, I got a couple of the videos that I saw, mm -hmm. and I want to run them, but they're kind of long. I'd rather hear you talk. So okay. we're, what's chapter two now? What do we do? You got my attention. Right. So now that we're in it, and it's actually application. At a lot of stores, let's just be real, in the competitive market, a lot of general managers are busy, general sales managers are busy, managers are busy. They're helping other reps, they're helping customers. And so the opportunity or the you know time to actually train and give their salespeople the TLC that they need usually is spent during a meeting in the morning that lasts maybe 30, 45 minutes, and you're going over the numbers from the previous month or the previous week, and then you might slip a little bit of sales training in there and you say hey everybody just you know go to youtube or download these courses or get on our online and what management is because the second part is management too they have to realize the average person how much time do they spend actually learning in their free time most people go to the internet and to social media for an escape not for education and learning purposes the vast majority and so you have to give them a good reason and everybody's not motivated by money so management has to identify on an individual basis what motivates this person some people if you just give them an award every month they'll go through a wall for you some people just acknowledging them in front of the whole staff they'll bust through a wall for you some people are motivated i found that people will do more for public recognition than they will for adding additional zeros on a check so for, the, so for the first step is the salespeople getting the mind right, going through the process. The next step is the managers realizing everything you ask your sales reps to do as far as the way they treat customers, acknowledge and realize that your team are your customers. The way you want them to ask customer questions, you got to ask them questions. You want them to be solution providers, we have to be solution providers for our staff. And so the second part is taking that peanut butter, which is the sales reps, putting that with the jelly, which is the management. And the next step is the bread is actual application when they're dealing with customers. Oh, uh, well, you know, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. Now you, you well, go ahead. Well, this is interesting because I was on, I spend a lot of time in clubhouse on Friday, all things used cars. They got David mm -hmm. long, a bunch of these other guys and they're always talking about stuff. And it was actually last Friday. They were talking about, uh, <clears throat> they're having to kind of change the way they deal with their salespeople. And in like what you're just saying, okay, you want to take the kids to school three days a week and come in at 10. Fine. <laughs> you want Saturday off? No problem. And, and, and that's, to me, interesting because, you know, as a, even as a vendor for 20-plus years, transport guy, I remember getting calls on Saturday at noon. I need my cars. Go get them now. Yeah. And, yes, sir, right? <laughs> and and that, there was that kind of that standard that if they're going to talk to me, just vendor guy that way, I always really felt, and I even saw sometimes how they would talk to the sales team yep. and the expectation. And it's not uh, – it, I mean, sometimes it feels a little overbearing, maybe a little bit authoritarian, but as a whole, it was for the greater good, as what I, at least I thought it felt. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, it makes and a lot of sense. When you're talking about how do we get the sales guy, we're not, I mean, we need him, don't we? Yeah, we, need him we have to have yep, we need him. And as management, we've got to figure out how to keep him. I mean, okay, so is there a shortage in salespeople? Oh, man. Know. The turnover right now in the industry, let's just take on average, is about 41% within the first 90 days to a year. You're going to lose 41% of your sales staff at the average store. And think about this, JP, um, J, JMA, 
did a study and they said that the average sales rep that's hired, it costs the store $15,000 per sales rep when you're talking about hiring them, getting them certified and training them. So imagine if you got 10 people, you lose four of them and I'm understanding that you lose four. What is that? $60,000 right there. And you got to bring on another four to replace them. Not to mention how many blown opportunities did they have? How many leads came in that they failed to contact? And see, this is the thing. Most stores really don't know the expense that it is when you're when they're when they're unable to really attentively make develop and progress these people. I'll do you one better than that. Everybody's waiting on a 20 car a month producer. They say, Brian, we want you to staff up our store, man. Can you get us some some 20 car a month producer? I say, guys. Every 20 car a month producer, unit a month producer I know was developed within a store. And they got to a point where they're not going on the internet looking for a job. Matter of fact, they're turning them down. If you want that producer cultivating from within, where they know the culture, you're familiar with who they are, you know what drives them and motivates them. You know what I mean? If we focused more on that, as opposed to the sink or swim approach, I believe the process for the customers would be better. The profits in the in the industry will be better, and just all the way around, the employees will be much happier. People want to make money; they want to work. But if you mm. tell me you're gonna take me out in the ocean, and you want me to fish, but you don't give me a, a, a rod, you don't give me any chum, you don't give me any bait, but then you hold me accountable for not getting any fish, man, you know they would say, "Well, the bait it's over there on the shore. I know we're out here on the boat, but you got to get out there and swim to that bait and get it yourself, then bring it back over here and fish with me." It's just not gonna happen. Well, that's why I was going to say it is management, right? That's So do you also, you teach sales, do you also then consult on better management styles? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. because at the end of the day, really think about it. Most sales managers, general sales managers, are good people. They were productive salespeople. They were they were uh, aggressive. That's why they were able to get promoted. But how many of them have ever really been trained as far on how to motivate, how to really motivate, you know, throwing up a video and spitting out a quote is it motivating people? You know what I mean? It might do it for five minutes, but once the meeting is over, everybody's back to square one. And so we really have to learn each person's motivation. Hey, you want to put your kids in a private school? What's the name of the school? Where is it? How much is it? Let's post that up in your cubicle where you got to look at that every day. If you want to get an award, what type of award do you want if you was able to hit this number? Gotcha. We'll go down to Office Max. We'll get that done. You, you want to get money? How much is it? Okay, well, we're going to put some, whatever it is, it has to be visual. It has to be consistently delivered to them so they can constantly hear it and you have to help them you know what i mean mm -hmm. that's that's really that's my humble opinion on it wow well you know it's funny you say that because nice. uh, as a vendor for years there was always you could tell relatively quick how kind of the overall culture of the dealership was so mm -hmm. one of the questions i always ask anybody how long has that used car manager been here that was like always the first question i had <laughs> it's less than two years we have a revolving door we're probably going to have a hard time getting paid there's probably a lot of tension here a lot of drama and i don't know what i want to be a part of it might be woke corporate stuff just be careful right yep but then you go into the other dealership the one down the street hey how long has the used car manager been here 32 years oh i love these guys come here yep they love them yeah and that's, that's <laughs> right that's, yeah yep it's There's exactly the same that. And that's it's exactly. Oh, go ahead. No, well, when I teach car hauler guys, go get your own customer. Go to the dealer. Question number one: How long is the used car manager in here? So okay. here, okay, good. Here we are. We're at the promise, which is, yeah. if you've had trouble, this is the premise of this show. If you've had trouble 
working with dealers, talking with them, communicating with them. Brian, what are some ways that dealers and vendor partners can quickly find out more about each other and develop a business relationship? What can a vendor partner do when prospecting a dealer? Number one, Sales Navigator is an awesome tool that they can use on LinkedIn. What it does, it gives you insights on organizations, and that's dealer groups or companies, wherever you're going after. It tells you how many employees. It'll tell you how many employees they've added or lost within, the, within a specific uh, set of time. It'll even tell you if they were mentioned in the news at all. And you can utilize it to search for specific people, you know, what's going on with them, and if they've been in the news or any updates with them, insights, and for companies. And so doing a little bit of research on who your prospect is and something that's relevant, I mean, if they, uh, you know, they did a kite contest with their child at school and you're selling, you know, hauling cars, you probably don't want to call and talk about the kite. But if you could find something that's relevant um, that they've done within the industry that you can uh, reach out to them and acknowledge them for, a lot of times that helps um, lessen the defensive blow. It shows the prospect you did some research, you did some due diligence, you weren't just spamming them, calling them out of nowhere. You're somebody who took the time to learn about them. And, uh, you know, I've seen that to work really well. Sales Navigator has been an awesome tool. And then nothing just beats the good old phone. You know what I mean? Just And uh, I did something recently I hadn't done in a couple of years. And uh, it was my fiance who suggested it. I was, uh, you know, I wasn't training and I was here. She was like, when's the last time you got out and you've had to walk into stores and, you know, just introduce yourself and da da da. I said, man, I haven't done that in years. People, you know, usually call me. I got out and done it. And when you guys know, within a week's time, picked up multiple dealerships just by walking in, not trying to sell anything, just introducing myself, letting them know I'm here in the area. And uh, I'd be reaching out to them. And if they have any needs, here's an easy way to reach out to me. Here's my email. Here's my phone number and all that. And then I touch them once every other week. But within that one week, I picked up three stores just in one day, just going out, stopping and just saying hi. So don't be afraid to pop up and pop in, not trying to pitch, just to introduce. And again, being showing respect for their time, they respect yours. But that's it. Okay, so pop up, pop in, know something about them, yep. right? Do some research. Absolutely. Yep. And what, what, the... what, what kind of basic things to know? You know, I mean, I'm asking really basic questions. But let's say somebody somebody's fired up watching the show and it's thinking, okay, I think I'm ready to do this. Brian, what, what's your advice on, here's what you should research and know about that dealer before you walk in the store? Well, first thing you want to know is, who is the department head that, you know, who, who's the head of the department you're trying to reach? If you're trying to reach parts, if you're trying to use pre-use cards or whatnot. Now, the general manager, yeah, they're at the top of the totem pole, but a lot of times they delegate things. But they are the ultimate decision maker, too. So just know that whoever you're speaking with in the department, many times you're going to have to help them know how to sell you and your product or service. And you can do that by helping load their lips. When you're speaking with them, if you get somebody on the phone and y'all are having a good conversation, you can say, hey, listen, let me ask you a question. You know, if your general manager likes everything, um, you know, that you share with them, what do you feel the next step may be? They may give you an answer. You can say, listen, you know them better than I do. What type of questions do you feel like they may have? They may tell you that. And you say, you know, and, and seeing as you're going to speak to them, let me share with you some things other people have told us that help them and you can share that with them like this and you can email it to them you can text it to them load their lips because think about it you're trusting them to sell your product or service as you would and it just doesn't happen that way they want to do it but they just don't know what to say that's still their boss 
So help them help you. Load their lips. And in that process, you're developing a relationship. Absolutely. Because they're like, wow, he's helping me out. We want to get you in there, Brian. You're helping them out. And it works. It's no different than a customer that's got to go home and tell their significant other about the product or service. And salespeople say, oh, you're going to go talk to them? Okay. Uh-uh. You know them better than I do. What type of questions would they have? How do you think they're going to respond to this? As a matter of fact, when you explain it, here's some key things you can share with them that may help you out. And then just load their lips. Awesome. Wow. That's awesome. Ty, now, Ty, you're on mute. And take it away, and then after this, then we'll go into the panel. It's yours. That's what I said. This is perfect. Bring oh, yeah. Should we just That's do it? All right, cool. All right, stand by, Brian. Stand good, by. Brian. And, right. Brian, thank you so much. Wow, what a great <laughs> segment. All right, so hopefully uh, everybody's enjoying what we're doing here tonight. Uh, thanks for jumping in the live chat. Okay, here we go. The full panel. Camera one. Everybody get ready. If you're watching the show, if you're in the, maybe you're just hanging out in the green room having the shrimp cocktail. I don't know what you're doing, <laughs> but everybody get ready because here it, here it comes. Here comes the full crowd. Um, let me go ahead and mute the audio there for a second. Um, thanks for jumping in the live chat. We now have, so Ryan is going to be up on, uh, the panel we got ryan we got uh oh i can see kyle's microphone i can see tiffany's gonna join okay so mic check if you're watching the youtube stream please mute that i hear somebody's youtube stream and it could be kyle's because kyle's microphone is going mic check okay okay there it is okay all right here we go so here we go. All right, camera one. Oh, no, now I hear it again. Somebody mute that, mute that live stream for me. Okay, I don't hear it. Perfect, perfect. Here we go, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the Dealer Boiler Room panel live on ATI. Mic check one, two, three. Um, here's what I said I would do is that I'll, I'll jump right into it. Start with introductions. Uh, we, I see Ryan, I see Tiffany, I see Phil. I'm going to go in order. Ryan, please say hello. Tell us a little bit more about you. Just a couple minutes. We'll do introductions, and then we'll go into the full panel. Take it away, Ryan. How's everyone doing? So my name's Ryan Hardigan. I, uh, I never planned on joining and entering the automotive industry, but my family's been in the auto industry for 60, 80 years. I actually took a, uh, honors degree in neuroscience. I studied psychology and persuasion and decision-making. I was really interested in the uh, the practical or the scientific uh, process of sales. And um, when I left university, I started a marketing agency and I started signing on dealership clients. Um, and uh, what ended up happening was that I realized I had to get some practical experience in the sale to really help them at a deeper level. So I went to some of my agency clients and I said, hey, I'm going to sell for you guys for the next you know, year, two years. You train me on your process. So I had some agency clients that were sales trainers and uh, I got some really good training with probably some of the best in, um, in subprime, which is the space that I'm focused on right now. And so I got a lot of great sales training from those subprime dealers, ended up getting much better results for the agency clients, ended up... Uh, starting to train my agency clients on the sale. I became better at the sales process than a lot of the agency clients that I had. And then what happened about three years ago is we started building a software. So now we have a, um, a CRM for independent dealers called Turnover CRM. 
And so right now, the way that that works is it's almost like they get kind of like a consulting relationship with me because we go so far and above and beyond to make sure that we can actually uh, ensure results for those clients on that system based on you know the, the experience that I've had um, with sales and, and with working with so many dealerships. Wow, thank you, Ryan. That is, uh, wow, he had a lot. That was really good, good job. <laughs> um, Tiffany Simonson, please do say hello. Tell us a bit more about you. Hi, guys and gals out there listening. So my name is Tiffany Simonson. I'm the Director of Sales and Marketing for Torchlight. Um, I uh, began my career in uh, telecommunications um, and then found myself in software development uh, where I was fortunate enough to be assigned to the automotive uh, vertical. Uh, so I was blessed to help car dealerships develop customized software programs for their sales um, and operations. Uh, uh, moving forward, uh, I took a hiatus from uh, the B2B world uh, because a couple of good friends of mine said, hey, if you really wanna know the car business, go sell cars. So um, I was the internet sales manager for Larry H. Miller, downtown Toyota Spokane for over a year. It was a truly enrichment, like an enriching experience. Um, and uh, now I find myself uh, today uh, doing cybersecurity. Uh, so uh, I support uh, about roughly about 100 automotive retail locations. Uh, we provide everything from uh, preventative to uh, post breach uh, remediation. Um, and we also do uh, compliance auditing, which is also very exciting. I'm glad to be here. Wow. Fantastic panel tonight. Okay, awesome. Thanks, Tiffany. <laughs> um, and then, Phil, please say hello and tell us a little more about you. Hi, my name is Phil Norling. I founded uh, Guard B Security about 18 years ago. In a couple months, so anyways, it'll be 18 years ago. Uh, we do close to open security for auto, RV, and marine dealerships. Um, so, we have no AI. We actually spend real human eyes on the car, on the cars all night long. Um, and I love your uh, I, I love your th cars behind you. I decided to put my own behind you. Awesome, awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, I see the cars behind you. You've got like a a double decker. Is that like it's a, a hot wheel? It's a hot, hot wheels. I like yeah. that. Wheel, oh no yeah. way! Oh, that is a car hauler with. It's a oh, hot wheel it's car. It's a supercar. I think they have those in Shanghai, actually. So, <laughs> um, awesome. Thank you all for taking the time. Now, Ty, you're on courtesy mute again. Kyle's back. Gosh, what do we do? I was I was gonna say. So, what's really cool about these kinds of shows we do is now I want to hear what Brian, like, out of our guests, like you. Nobody knows anybody here. Nobody knows what everybody does, right? Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right right so as you're sitting here and you're listening to ryan and tiffany and phil you're like wow i saw both of you guys kyle and matt uh brian i saw both of you when tiffany was talking about it security you both were like "Ooh!" <laughs> i saw your face what's that all about? cleared my browser history wanted to make sure she wasn't spying on what i got going on there <laughs> <laughs> that's important to us because we do a lot of you know we handle a lot of financial information and stuff in the crm so I was interested. We're, I'm in the process of trying to hire someone 
that's uh that is a, has a specialty in that space and looking at uh, some things we can build in that space so that's kind of why probably my eyes are goggling uh, I'd also right. point out I I uh I want to point out something with Kyle where he's chatting um he's the first person I've seen um, that shared this strategy that I think just makes sense and I don't see anyone else talking about it. So I want to, you know, just give them credence there for saying, you know, opening them up around the vehicle options. Um, it's such a simple thing and I've never heard a trainer kind of talk about it. So when Kyle mentioned that and, you know, why, why are they talking about that one vehicle? I think that's awesome that, you know, he definitely knows his stuff there. Thank you, sir. <laughs> That's what I, as he as Kyle was telling the story, I was thinking uh, when I was in high school, it's probably the only job I ever had. Somehow I ended up selling women's shoes at the mall. And uh, they always said, you know, but when you go back, get the a size below, half size, a size up, and get two different colors. And, it, and that's not trying to make uh, selling cars like selling women's shoes, but kind of that mm, same idea. Options. Not necessarily upselling, but you know you're going to go back to the back again, so just bring it out now. Kind of Interesting thing about options is if we give too many options, they get like paradox of choice. So I want to give them too many options, but what happens oftentimes, especially in subprime, they psychology. trust one vehicle. Psychology. We haven't really yeah. hit upon. Let's talk about psychology. Somebody take the psychology baton. I mean, this is a, it's got to be a huge. Well, I I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Oh, okay. my part. Go ahead. Oh, okay. I'll take that. I mean, sales is all psychological, and that's one thing I feel like a lot of folks don't get up on human beings we may vary externally but on the inside we're more similar than we are different and what aggravates you all on this panel may also aggravate me it's left we might have slight variations but at the end of the day when we start to understand human behavior what motivates us what makes us tick those those that i've seen that are top tier sales professionals and trainers who understand the psychological aspect and get that you don't just get up there and babble about steps of a process you have to explain what that actual step is, what the benefit of it is to that individual, and how it in turn will benefit the person that's doing it. Which is why so so many times a, a, a rep is asked to do something, and they're just asked to do it either because it might be the right thing to do, it might be the beneficial thing to do, but if it's not explained to them what the benefit is it, it is in it for them, a lot of times, if nobody's watching, they're not going to do it. And so it becomes almost useless. And so sales is all psychological. That's 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 mine. That's what I believe it to be. Absolutely. hundred percent. I I, um, I train dealers on this methodology I call the illumination method. And uh, a lot of uh, psychology, we talk about projection. And I always say projection is inescapable. And uh, I talk about the sales process as if it's kind of a mirror. And the same decision-making process we bring a customer to when they're when they're making any purchasing decision is the same decision-making process that we go through ourselves when we're improving ourselves. Um, and so what you see is that the salespeople who stay stuck and don't improve are the salespeople that don't look at their own issues. And those are the same salespeople that can't illuminate the issues in the customer when they're having a sales conversation. So it's this kind of mirror effect where if someone's willing to improve themselves, then they're willing to get to the bottom of the truth with the customer. And uh, mm. and that's what it's all about. Us, often, so often in this industry, we have salespeople. I know so many salespeople that have said, you know, I've been doing this for X, Y, years. You know, what do you have to say about this? And it's like they stay stuck. And it's like, well, you've been doing it for 20 years. 
but why are you coming to me asking for improvements or asking for, you know, you're having issues with the process, but at the same time you're saying, I know what I'm doing because I've been doing it for 20 years. Well, maybe you've been stuck for 20 years and you need to do some self-reflection and self-illumination, I call it, to actually improve your process. Oh, and really, oh, go ahead, I apologize. I know. Yeah, very thoughtful. Think about this for a second. Two people, we, we really forget sometimes when we get on the selling side of the table. Human beings, for the most part, especially in our country, are horrible at making decisions. Two people going out to lunch will go back and forth about where do you want to eat? 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 Why? Because both are afraid of I don't of do something. that. I see, yeah. but look at, look, at, look, at, look at who you are, though. Look at who you are. The vast majority of people, they go to the grocery store. You know, they'll get multiple things of, of different things. Why? Because they don't want to narrow it down. You know, going out to lunch. So when we expect them to be these great decision makers on a $30,000, dollars $50,000 buying decision, that's insane on the salesperson side. We have to give this person a good reason to be able to justify the purchase in their own mind to in order to move forward. So when we're just trying to make sense from a logical standpoint, logically, it doesn't make sense to buy a new car when yours is only three years old. Logically, that doesn't make sense. But damn, wouldn't you like to be riding in the newest uh, thing that's out there with all the bells and whistles? How would that? How would your family look at How would your friends feel when they see you roll up in that new thing? So again, we're taking, <laughs> we're using, we're using human all the buttons. Yeah, we're using human Damn, psychology. Here's this button. Yeah, so if we say, you know That's what, right. you should get this because the horsepower and it's this and it's that, right. nobody's going to buy anything. So um, I believe what Ryan said is uh, true. person has to be self-motivated in order to really be able to dig deep within that person. You got to be somebody that's, that's, that, that enjoys learning. You know what I mean? Sell is all psychological. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And um, on the B2B world, we call that like an upsell, right? You got to have like the introductory package like what do you think about the three-tier package systems where you're like you just have one package that's just up there way too high some people are actually going to take it others are going to go no no not that i don't need the, the brand new carvette let's let's scale it back to just a commuter but they're still getting a brand new commuter but they still feel better about that that they're not throwing all their money going nuts yeah that's, so, that's another psychology yeah, that's, that's the anchor effect. So you basically, you put a higher priced um, uh, product in front of them and then they more value the, the, the mid-tier yeah. product. Yeah. Um, happens a lot in real estate as well. But um, that's, I think it's really important. I mean, the way, that I, the way that I tell dealers to do this and we built our CRM to do this is to give them multiple options because, and as, as I said before, I'm in subprime. So what, what we do often in subprime is we try to give them one option. And, and when you give them one option, it's really hard um, for a customer to say yes to it, especially if they haven't done the beginning of the sale properly, like Kyle shared. If they don't open them up around vehicle options, then by the time they get to the end of the sale, they're trying to sell them into a vehicle that they didn't say that they wanted. And so I think it's really important to give them those options. If you're going to give them a couple options, it is interesting to anchor a higher price option, especially the one that they say they want. So like, oh, they say they want the truck, but they can't get the truck without a $3,000 down payment that they're probably not gonna come up with. Rather than not show them the truck, it's preferable in my mind to give them the option to pay for the truck, but to show them that it's gonna require a certain amount of down payment. Now that's gonna actually anchor the truck so maybe they're going to come up with the truck, they're call their grandma or something, come up with the 3000 down payment and buy the truck. But if not, 
at least we've anchored the truck against the next vehicle down, and it's going to increase the chance of them actually buying. And I think that's that's good. And you guys are all really I smart. I absolutely so. love that. You know, yeah, I love that anchor. Hey, Brian, are you going to NIDA? Let me, let me ask you. This oh, sorry. Oh, NIDA up. came up. Uh, I brought it up. Ryan, you going there? Subprime man? Who's going to NIADA? I'm a, I'm a, all my clients are in Canada, but I love to. Oh, what? Yeah. It's in Nova Scotia. She's in Nova Scotia. Nobody yeah. in Canada has bad credit. These people pay their bills, man. Oh, ever, ever since the last couple of years, we all got bad for credit. Hey, and I, I want to address something, too, that, that you said, just kind of get your take on it. Like I said, all you guys are really, really sharp. And I was listening to Ryan with the one option as far as with anchoring on the vehicle. You know, and there's so many ways to skin a cat. But here's one of the ways that I, I, I inform people that I train nationally, which is that, you know, when they're sitting down and they're going back and forth with a customer, and let's just say they do have an idea in their mind, they want to check out the new vehicle. And that's fine. And like you say, the last thing you want to do uh, to me is to give somebody too many options because, again, information overload. But one thing a salesperson can do is if they came in asking about a specific thing and you've been qualifying and they told you what they're looking to put down and what they want their monthly payments to be, and you know that mathematically that may not be a good fit. A easy, Another easy way, a thing that a salesperson can do is say, hey, listen, let me ask you a question. You know, in the event, in the event that we have a certified pre-owned option that may, you know, fit your budget a lot better than this and still bring you, you know, all of the, uh, uh, you know, help you accomplish whatever it is you're looking for, uh, but just might be easier to customize and get within that budget. Are you at least open to let me show it to you? You know what I'm saying? In the event that there's any issue with this particular vehicle, we do have a certified pre-owned option. Um, it's just maybe a year or two older. The body style is very similar. The only difference or variances is slightly in some of the features. But in the event that we run into that, are you at least willing to let me share it with you? And a lot of times, first I might say, okay, cool, but at least later on, in the event that we're unable to get them in that new, I can always go back. You remember earlier when I asked you, you know, in the event that we have any issues, would you mind me showing you a pre-owned option? Here, check this out right here, and just going back into it. So um, if you got skilled people that can show multiple options and not, you know, get the customer like, ah, I think that works. But for most salespeople that are a little bit, um, that might not have that that type of swag, um, I, I suggest to them, you know, go with one, find out what they like, find out what they don't like. And if you have to regroup it and bring something else, do that, you know, one at a time for, for, for the most part, because you can run into some serious issues throwing out two and three, because they're all new, they're all nice, they all smell good. How do I know which one I choose? It becomes about price then. Um, so, you know, to, to, to eliminate me having to reduce my gross profit, I'm going to keep you on one. And if I have to take you to a variation, that's cool, but we're going to find out all about that one before I go to something else. Because some people have you sitting there for two days, man, showing them all types of stuff. And yeah, yeah. that's funny how do i how do we wrap this back up into um this is a transporter show how do we wrap this back up to vendors how, oh yeah how does, a, how does a well, vendor anchor the price a point. Point. so but how does the I, vendors anchor the price point for when you, a vendors trying to We're show wandering wanna, around i like it phil really do you want to be so yeah let me let me jump back in yeah and how how do you i agree that a one price situation maybe loop them in with a backup situation. But if you're walking up to a dealership selling them dealership training, are you going to use a three-tier pricing? Are you no. going to hit them with one price? How how do you approach as a as a vendor to an actual dealership? How do you anchor those prices? How are you? I think you're still going to use some type of anchor effect, but it's, it's, it's about anchoring everyone else's product and service. It's also called the blue ocean strategy. So it's about basically showing that you're so different 
in your approach and your system and your methodology um, that they have to give you a chance. They have to talk to you. They have to hear you out because what the heck is this different thing that you're offering? And it's kind of its I own. Like, I want to say this. I like Blue Ocean. I like what you're saying because here's the deal. This is my understanding. And after I say this, then I'm going to hand it to Tiffany because on the ATI hot potato game, if you if you if there's too much time where you haven't talked, you get the hot potato. <laughs> so, uh, but after this, okay. So the, the, what I want to say is. How do you differentiate yourself? I know someone's thinking this. In the world of auto transport, in the vast ocean of auto transport, how in the world do you differentiate yourself? I actually don't know the answer. I'm not a broker. But thinking that, Tiffany, take us in another direction. What do you got? Okay, so um, I'm going to point out a couple of obvious things here real quick. Every single person who's sitting on this panel right now, we are one of many in a marketplace where we do it, we provide a, a similar service. So when we look to value propositions, right? Um, value propositions are fine and dandy, but I've always found that, especially in my line of work, it's do they like you? Do they want to work with you? Really is the value prop. Are, are, is there an opportunity for a positive, healthy, great business relationship. You can try anchoring all you want. People have a pre-imagined um, amount of, uh, like I like to think of this in a value exchange, right? And so the value you bring to the relationship is yourself, right? Any relationship that you have. It's, 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 so you, you, you do, you know, sales training, you, you recruit, you, you watch security cameras, I, you know, cybersecurity, uh, transporting. The, at the end of the day, it's, do people like doing business with you? Do they trust you? Um, and then from there, everything just kind of comes naturally. And so that that's just kind of my thought on, you know, we can get into the weeds on price anchoring and all of like the little strategies around that, but it does not make one damn bit of a difference if they don't like you. So I agree with Tiffany. It's so true. It's so true. And it's so hard to get in front of them. Like even in the like pre chat on uh, LinkedIn, uh, Mark Harvey was saying, look, I'm a dealer and dealers have a lot of, on their plate, maybe now more than ever. So they're reluctant to engage in any conversation at all that they can avoid, um, unless it's absolutely critical for that day right now. And it's so hard to get in front of dealers. I just, <laughs> I wish it was about psychology and anchoring, but it's it's just- I, I saw mean, that but, comment too, good point. Yeah, and, and so if they like you, I'm gonna take this a step further. If they like you, that's that's the first step. The second step is they have to have a problem that you can solve, right? If there's no if you're not solving a problem, there is no deal. So people can like me all they want. I, there's a lot of people um, that like me that don't do business with me because I, I don't have a problem that they can solve. Yet, my, my whole running joke is you, you either work with me today or tomorrow, but regardless, you'll end up working with That's me. That's what we say on ATI. <laughs> <laughs> and she's exactly right because there are times no doesn't always mean no, sometimes it's just not, not right, right now. now. There's been stores that I've been, I've reached out to. We email him, we email him, we touch him, and it's been nothing, nothing. Then just that one day, that phone call pops in. Brian, we need ten, and it's just making sure that when they are ready, 
it's easy for them to find you. That's why I believe putting out content and not necessarily whether you're doing videos, whether it's post videos, um, just sharing tips, keeping yourself out there so that when they are ready and they realize you're consistent, you provide good, valuable information, this person may be somebody I can have a communication with because I'm not the cheapest out there by far, but I'll get more business than somebody that's cheaper than me. And there's a lot of people out there, they just give it away. And I'll say, you're not helping yourself. You're devaluing your services and they're going to still expect you to produce like somebody who charged five times as much as you. So, so you true. Don't do pricing it. Who said psychology, right? Who said, who said pop up or pop in earlier? That, that was Brian. Me. That was Brian. Yeah, that's so true. Because, like you said, they may not. They're not. They are so busy. They won't talk to you until you need them. So you have to pop up or pop in so that they think of you. I think you're exactly right. I encourage everybody that I talk to donuts. Donuts work amazing, don't they, Brian? Yep. Even if they don't eat them, it's still the point. Look at Kyle. Kyle, what do you think? You do donuts? Who cares if they eat them? Me? Do I do donuts? <laughs> do you take donuts to the dealer? Maybe their customer eats them. Who cares? Uh, uh, I bring a, usually if, if, if for like my version of a donut is usually a camera. So, uh, you know, I, it's funny. The, the the I'll say, hey, man, you know what? Do you have any why buy from us videos? Do you have any why work from us videos? And I'll break out a camera. I'll say, I'm going to shoot you real quick and I'm going to make you a really cool commercial. I've gotten a bunch of deals doing like that when I don't know the people. I'll just walk in and shoot them a quick commercial. It's my version you, of a donut. Uh, I'm going to share something with y'all. My fiance Smart. gave me this idea. She did it recently. You know, everybody comes in with all types of gifts and then she took a box of a, a, a container of apples to this individual and it was to it no i'm sorry it wasn't her it was somebody i spoke to today at the dealership they gave up to, to get in to see doctors this guy used to sell uh, ph- uh pharmaceutical equipment and he was telling me about i said how do you get in how, what do you do unique he said i brought him apples and i said I well man i would think that that might work the wrong way because you know a do- an apple a day keeps the doctor away but it was so different and by them being health conscious as doctors he said that's gotten him in on first visit so many times just being different by bringing apples by bringing mm-hmm. apples i know one girl who orders pizza every once in a while she'll t- if it's a dealer a dealership she's trying to get she'll just call and say hey guys i don't want anything from you but i feel like your salespeople may get hungry i know it's saturday i want to order pizza for you guys you think mm-hmm. she's gonna get a meeting with the gym oh, next time? <laughs> totally I don't, I don't want anything i just want to know what kind of pizza you like yeah. i'm out of here <laughs> The law of reciprocity. <laughs> Every top tier sales professional knows the law of reciprocity. It's real. What you give away is what you keep. <laughs> there you go. Ty yep. says that all the time. Amazing. I know. Amazing. It's just, Thank hey, you so much. I know. Do you guys? Do you guys want to watch a video? Yeah, time for a quick like. Do I have a choice? Go it's for over, it. It's, yeah. it's, it's this. This is really funny. And Brian, I don't know where mm-hmm. this came from, um, but I saw it on. Uh, this is a whole- <laughs> okay. So you can see it. Okay, you should be able to hear it now. And away we go. Way to greet a customer at your lot. Why? Okay, he said this is not the right way. So let me start. <laughs> Worst salesman in the world. Here we go. This is a horrible way to greet a customer at your lot. Why you should never show a vehicle to a customer without bringing them inside first? I'm just seeing if I can test drive one of these motherfuckers. Let's see. Give me, give me a second. Is this how you talk about mileage? Oh, fuck, nice, 
You never make promises that you can't keep. You know, everybody wants. I told you, I take it all. I take it all the light right now if I could. I take it all the light right now if I could. <laughs> yeah. You want to take it off? I need your proof right now. I need your proof right now. I talked to Jesus. He gets in his pocket again. And always avoid telling lies to your customer because it just makes you look crazy. Can't get you in there. Oh. What? Oh. This close up. Kobe. Yeah. <laughs> you seen that one on today, Gary? Guys, awesome. That guy is Thank awesome. You, yeah, he Thank is. You. A... Thank you. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how you got that in front of Carmax. That's what I'm trying. You know, oh, oh, to <laughs> well, luckily, yeah, luckily, wow. and I'm not. You know, by me not trying to make any money off of it, I haven't had any backlash from anybody. You know, it's just oh. up there for free. Because on Facebook, that reel has went crazy. Oh yeah. Oh, and that's oh, another way, guys. I don't know if anybody on here mm. uses it. Most people going to TikTok is a great thing for marketers who are promoting business and services. Because when everybody went to TikTok, they left Facebook Reels. Use Facebook Reels. You can put 60-second Reels up there, and, man, I get thousands and thousands of views just from those Reels, way more than I get on any page and any group just in Facebook Reels. Oh, Tip of the day. Boom. Oh, That's a great idea. Yeah. Can, can I Social jump in media. here with a question? Because, first of all, um, I was definitely impressed with Kyle, Kyle's um, shopper haul. Yeah. It, it hit it had a, a sweet spot for me. And 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 Brian, you got me all fired up. Like <laughs> you're yeah. like the sales, you know, right? And but my question is and this this is I think relevant to anybody in sales, right? And I think that the great salespeople are the ones who go out and nurture and find and build their own relationships. Right. And um and from your perspective because Developing a relationship with a car dealership decision maker is a, is a bit of a challenge um, to understate it. Um, what are some of the methodologies or things that you have done that have really helped contribute to your success or growth of your organization from a relationship building perspective? Well, one, whenever I'm inside with the group, but before I leave, um, we always setting up the next time I'm gonna come out before we even get done if we can. And then two, some stores are individual stores, but when you get in with the general manager and they like the work you did, and you say, hey, man, listen, what other GM in your group can benefit like you have? If you feel like I did good work and you feel like somebody else can benefit, who would they be? I promise you, I won't put you on blast, but who would they be? You know, I could reach out to them. And you'd be amazed at how willing they are. I just had it happen recently with a group up in Michigan. Guy reached out to me on LinkedIn. You know, we spoke. He reached out to the VP who reached out to the CEO of the group, and they got 28 stores. And guess who's their guy that's going to be coming in doing their stuff? And me. So another thing I use, and I'm giving away one of my cheat tactics, when I'm training salespeople, I send them out on secret shoppers. Like I know Cal does secret shopper for companies. I utilize the people I'm training to go out, and here's why. When they go out, that's the best experience because I've been talking in the class all day, and they've gone in the stores as a consumer. Now they're going as a spectator of the sweet science of selling, right? And I say bring back the, the card of the sales rep that interacted with you. Don't tell them what you're doing and tell them you don't make a buying decision without your significant other. So that way nobody's going all inside and going all the way through. So when they come back in, I have a business card from a dealership of a rep that sucks. 
You think when I can call that general manager and say, hey, man, listen, um, you may be aware of this, but I'd be doing you a disservice if I didn't at least let you know. You know, one of your reps is kind of struggling. And if this one may be struggling, imagine how many others may be struggling. You know, not trying to sell you anything, but how would you feel about a five or a 10 minute exploratory call just to see if there's some things I could share with you that may be able to help your team members out? And I'm calling them, giving them a heads up and giving them insight without asking for anything. All I want is the conversation. Because once I get you on the phone or in person, I got you. I'm going to lock the deal down. But I, I, I use still I, I use that a lot of times. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. And especially, yeah. Tiffany, it's so true. It's not easy run, being a vendor. Some, Sky Holden said uh, on the pre-show chat that just do your job communicating delays or changes. Don't mess up. Rinse and repeat, and you'll be a vendor superstar. That is <laughs> It's just not that easy. There's a lot of subtleties to being a rock star for and a dealership partner. Um, and I think the relationship is a good part of it. I think that's a huge thing saying that you need to leverage your relationships for referrals. Do you have any advice on like, do you just call them up or is it just when you give them the invoice or when do you ask for that rever referral for other dealerships? On the last day. Like on the last day, throughout the week, I'm kind of peppering it, saying, hey, man, you know, when I finish, I'm going to ask you for, you know, send for some names. I'm kind of playing around with it, joking. But then, you know, when you get done training and you're kind of doing your exit conversation with them and you're setting up when the next time you're going to come back out, and that's when you go for it. You've earned their trust. You came in and showed and proved so they can feel. The only reason they don't refer people more often, they don't want to be held accountable if you suck at what you do. But if they can take props for them referring you to True. somebody and you help it turn mm -hmm. their store around too, that man, them GMs love to beat their chest and say, yeah, John, you were selling 120 last month. Now y'all did 160. You're welcome. You know, if I wouldn't have sent Brian over there, that's how they are, you know? So you got to play to that ego. Hey, who do you want to be a hero for? Who else in your group do you want to help out that you can refer me to and I can help them like I have you, you know? And, th and that helps. I love that. So I, I once again, pandering to the audience, um, I watch these these car haulers dropping off cars at three in the morning, four in the morning. Uh, so they they don't get a last day kind of situation in front of the GM, or if they don't get that situation at all, what would you suggest for them? I would say that they create a survey of some kind, where at the end of their service they can email it directly over, and it could be digital, where they could do a multiple choice and then leave a box at the bottom and say, you know, saying the same thing. If you know anybody that could benefit just like you or that's needing some cars hauled, would you mind giving me their name? And, you know, can you please add their name and contact information? And just leave a couple slots for them to ask some people to refer. But it's at the bottom of a survey that you send out after every haul, because those surveys are also your marketing pieces. Imagine if you could send that to the person that you're pitching next. You can just send them over a file that has all of your great surveys from all these different stores. You know what I mean? So the survey yeah, can that, work twofold. That's huge. And I and will say, know, I, even if the survey doesn't work in version one, this is a great idea to explore. It really right. is. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's something so, that Kyle said so, that I, I think we should reiterate on. Um, he's and, and we kind of skipped over it, but he said that he will create videos for his dealers. And so. Yeah, that's a great I've, idea. There's a lot of there. There's a key point there, which is if you can give something to the person you're trying to start a conversation with, some kind of service, some kind of product, a foot in the door, so that they value your service, that they feel like you're going out of your way to give them something. That's the best way to start the initial conversation. 
And I bet you Kyle's doing a bunch of stuff like that, and that's why he's built that his business so large because he gets that. Mystery shops and stuff too. We always try and give a uh, give a lot. So uh, thank you. Yeah, it it works. I try and give real hard tangibles that people would have to pay for. Phil, you were gonna say something. Phil, what was that? I was just going thinking. I hear a lot of vendors go, uh, "Well, do I ask offer discounts to kick?" Not necessarily kickbacks, but a spiff. Um, what am I going to do for these referrals? Um, when I send that invoice or I send that uh, that survey, should I say, "Hey, I'll give you new customer one fifty uh, percent off and you fifty percent off one month"? Uh, what's your thought on discounting so, versus just straight up asking? Yeah, don't discount. Knockout. You kind of get to give. It sh it should hurt. Like, don't give them a discount. Give them yeah. something that hurts to do like kyle's doing videos for them like do something that hurts I, you i know a guy that says follow me on facebook if you want to know where your car is and what i'm doing follow me on facebook i post all the time now that's pretty wild but that's what he does so you actually feel like you know the guy hauling your car that, yep. that's pretty intense yeah like that's he loves beignets. That's a real good strategy. That is amazing. Car. And again, yeah. that's that's marketing. That's one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, as a person, I, I built the um, the uh, VAR channel for my um, organization, and I can definitely say when it comes to an end client perspective, uh, you don't want to discount your service. You need to maintain the value of your service at all times. No discount. Uh, um, no but, discount. But. For referrals, you should always give a thoughtful gift. And when I say a thoughtful gift, you take the time to understand the person who is giving you the referral and give them an appropriate gift around that. So if somebody's into golf, maybe buy them a round of golf somewhere, but, but you should know where your referrals are coming from. Now, one part that I found the most success in, especially in automotive, was my vendor partners. Um, the vendor partners in the in the industry, um, I have probably generated the most net new logos from from my partners, on from you know vendor to vendor, um, because a they trust what we do, um, and b they feel comfortable in referring our products and services. Um, from there, we have. We have more formalized structure agreements, structured agreements, of course, nothing that is um, uh, would would put anybody in any kind of uh, position to where they, you know, if anything untort or, you know, uh, below board. But um, through the vendor referral partner uh, network, um, I've always found that I've generated the most new logos. Um, and it's not just in car the car business, it's just across the board. Um, but yeah, when it comes to direct end clients, just just take the time. If they take the time to refer you and you get a sale, you should definitely take the time to find a, a thoughtful gift to give back to them. That's a great point. Yeah. Right. A reward, a great referral. And then my mentality That's is if I'm dealing with a managing partner, I'm a little different than when I'm dealing with the general manager who's an employee too. Because I understand the difference. A managing partner really cares. He make they make their money off gross and net profits overall. A general manager, and y'all have to remember that a general manager makes their money off what they didn't have to spend for the month. So a lot of times when a general manager is saying no, it's not that they don't want it. 
is that dropping that $10,000 or $15,000 is going to affect their paycheck for that month. So when you're having this conversation, you have to make sure that you point that out by you acknowledging and knowing, hey, listen, man, my job is to make sure you make more money this month than you had to dole out. They have to know that because they're afraid like, oh, Lord, I dropped this 10, 15,000, man. Oh, my Lord, I'm, I'm going to take home less. I'm like four or five thousand dollars less. And are they really willing to go for that? And then have to deal with the upper management, the owners saying you spent that and this person came in and what did we get out of it? Do they still have bosses to answer to when you're an employee general manager rather than a GM slash managing partner? So know who you're talking to. If you're talking to a manager partner, they're all about overall profits. If you're talking to a general manager, they're about right now, immediate return, IR. You know, that's what they're about. Boom. Hey, I appreciate everybody. I've been on the road for weeks. My beautiful young lady is making me get off. She's been pulling <laughs> on me for you, 20 Kyle. minutes. We've had a long time. So you Facebook and all that stuff. Awesome. I got four days long, home guys. and I'm out another month. Kyle. All right, guys. Thanks, so guys. Much, man. Thanks. Take care. Thank Thanks, you guys. everybody. And we'll right, do guys. our we'll go ahead and start signing off here. Guys, we you oh. know what I love is when when we go long like this, it's cause it's another killer show. So thank you so much for helping us make another great show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. That was really good, Brian. Brian, good to see Tiffany. Phil. You guys are amazing. Thanks, Ryan. It's like super late where he's at. He's like past one. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm taking the uh, automotive dealership management course here. I got to wake up real early and. Um, oh man! Well, thank right. you. Oh wow! Good, good night's really sleep. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you very Tiffany. much. All right, thanks, guys. Yeah. Ryan, good hey, to see Phil, you. great job great. on awesome. like job, managing the live chat and some feedback. You played a great role tonight, and I really do appreciate that. Yeah, I, I try to help. <laughs> did my research and stuff. You did. Thank you very much. Tiffany, great input. Brian, awesome presentation. Everybody is on fire for what you're talking about. So thank you so much for bringing that. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate y'all. Nice, nice meeting you, Tiffany and Phil. And Likewise. I know Kyle. Kyle and I actually talk on the phone to each other. So we we know each other pretty well. Oh, cool. Oh, that worked yeah. out well. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Well, then, yeah. keep in touch. We'll see you on LinkedIn and stuff. All right, folks. Everybody be good. Be safe. Okay. okay. Thanks very thank much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Okay. Uh, I will end the meeting there, and boom, there it is. It's over. Uh, wow. Yeah, that was awesome. We, you know, Ty and I, we really did. We thought we were going to have a great show, but, you know, we never knew exactly. But, I mean, with the lineup, um, Kyle's presentation, the Brian's presentation, and then that great panel, uh, we could probably, honestly, we could probably go for another 20 minutes. Now, I mean... Because the, you know, we gotta let people. It's just such a long show. It's it's longer than like The Godfather. Um, so that's crazy. But listen, I thank you, everybody in the live chat. We'll wrap this up. Thank you for jumping in the live chat. If you're watching on demand, thank you very much. And we have roots in transportation and logistics, but we are an automotive business channel. Dealers, auctions, retail, wholesale, tech, carriers, brokers, dispatchers, shippers. People, customers, psychology, sales, training, etc. We're interested in all of it. So if you have something you want to share, send me an email, autotransportintel at gmail.com. That's the original name. It's now ATI, Auto Business. We've grown beyond our shoes. We are growing, and we want to know what it is you want to talk about. I want to thank Rapid Recon, Superflow Systems, Ship Your Car Now, Super Dispatch, Auto Hauler Exchange. Uh, really do appreciate all your uh, participation, ship.cars, and join us. So we got, let's see, 
Tomorrow, live at Finished Vehicle Logistics with Ty. Thursday, more Super Load Board. Friday, understanding the ecosystem with Michelle and Nick Zulovich. And we'll be back for another big show Tuesday night, Auto Hauler Exchange. You want to learn about Auto Hauler Exchange? You've seen it. You've seen the press. You've read about it. Join us Tuesday night for an in-depth interview panel, short demo of what it looks like and what they're about. This is ATI Auto Business. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Here comes the car hauler. Stay safe. Stay warm, and we'll see you soon. Thank you so much, everybody. Good night.